in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other, one scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh- Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And Fred Anderson, Nissan of Asheville. It is the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And we are seen everywhere on YouTube. Just go to thesportsocracy.com. Click the live video link. Subscribe to the channel. I get you into the chat with us each and every day. And a happy Wednesday. And we got two days worth of stuff to catch up with you. We weren't here yesterday. We apologize for that. Had a uh, event to attend. Yes. So uh, appreciate all of your patience for that. But we're back and I'm fired up. Uh, oh, you are. Uh, oh, when am I just, not? I was going to say, uh, just on fire for Christ. Do, do, do you ever just look at me and go, man, there's not a lot of energy coming from that guy today. <laughs> I mean, you do have your days. Everybody's got their days. He doesn't have anything to be angry at today. Oh, you've always got something to be Correct. angry at. You're a Jets fan. You always have something to be angry at. Like like the fact that all the uh, all the talk, it seems like, in the last couple of days, at least from what I've been seeing, is that uh, you're going to strike out on all the quarterbacks. Yeah, that's, that's not, <laughs> not going to happen. That's not going to happen. The New York Jets will make it happen for you. And it's not going to be Jimmy Garoppolo either. Can we well, stop with that? Well, 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 well. We we shall see. Uh, well, let's just kick off this Wednesday edition of the program here with the opening drive. Well, yep. It. I, I got nothing. And the opening drive always brought to you by Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Check him out at six twenty nine Brevard Road. And don't forget to tell them that the Sportsocracy sent you. Mention the Sportsocracy and get a one get a two hundred and fifty dollar bonus on top of whatever your trade in is worth. Whether you're in the market for a certified used uh, vehicle, certified pre owned like my twenty seventeen Rogue, which treats me fantastic each and every day. I just had to, had that bad boy uh, shined up today. She looks beautiful, but, but 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 I will say this: not to denigrate my new car, it it does kind of pale in comparison to the massive 2023 nissan titan that's sitting right next to it pro 4x it's brand new old old cherry red i'm not gonna lie that one may not make its way back i've gotten i like that one a lot (laughs) and jeremy's already fallen in love oh it's got all the bells and whistles you open the door and the little the little uh running board lights up and says titan on the side it's just it's it's very me yes it's and got it's all the, very loud it's got all the high-tech things that uh you know make make jeremy happy and then of course the the red well you get the fire engine red paint scheme which i very easily can put in here we don't know i'm not saying i've already thought about that but the uh the, the the red pickup truck that matches your mullet yes Big red driving big red 629 brevard road is the address uh fred anderson nissan of Asheville. So today on the program, we have uh, continuing off-season coverage as we will talk about the position groups and free agency in the NFL for the interior offensive linemen and the defensive interior. So we're talking about the interior today. Uh, yes. 
Well, Much like the camel interior of the rug that I just had. Oh, see what, you see what I did there? Good for you. Just for let's you. go. Two days off. I'm I'm here. I'm still here still rolling through the team by team uh, off season previews. We got today talk about the Seattle Seahawks and my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I can't I can't do it. This is not gonna yeah. be. It's not gonna be fun. We've got uh, quarterback news involving both teams that we'll get to later on in the program. Plus uh, a a a. Segment that has become a favorite here in the sportsocracy. It's called Mocking the Mocks. And Mel Kuyper went full, uh, what, two-fifths of Jack Daniels before oh, breakfast no. yesterday? Uh, no, I'm telling you right now, there is. I, I drink on a daily basis. There is not an amount of alcohol on this planet that would get you to Will McDonald the Fourth at eight. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll mock the mocks with Mel Kuyper. And also, uh, there's, there's quite a hilarious one that was uh, posted up on cbs earlier today by jeff trapasso so we'll get into that as well as we mock the mocks Derek carr met with the carolina panthers david tepper in on the meeting so of course all the rumors are flying as uh that might be a sign as to where the carolina panthers are going to go with their quarterback position this offseason and then there's the a story of the day yeah you uh you can't get around this when a guy who could be the number one pick in the nfl draft has warrants out for his arrest you have to take notice and uh that player is defensive tackle from georgia jalen carter who apparently according to police may have been racing his teammate when he was Chandler killed. LaCroix yeah well you know Chandler LaCroix was the was was the recruiting oh, oh, staffer oh that's right that was killed she was driving the car and claimed in that crash was offensive lineman Devin Willock they were both killed in the crash Jalen Carter you know it's weird it, it's weird to me in this day and age that we can have this much time pass between an event and still leaked details like, oh, I don't know. The star player on the defense who's going to be the number one pick of the draft was on the scene of the crash the entire time. We had not, we had not known that until today when police issued warrants for Jalen Carter's arrest. He has been charged with reckless driving and racing in conjunction with a crash that, of course, killed the teammate and the recruiting staff member. Go ahead. Look, Ask me the question I've been asked all day. If you listen to other shows, this I guarantee going to affect his draft. It seems it seems like this is the worst thing that you the, the worst first question that you should have. But of course, this is the question that we have. How is this going to affect the draft stock of Jalen Carter? Uh, based off what I know right now, and that is all I can comment on. And if you listen to other shows, there is a high probability this is not the first time you're hearing my voice today. It probably doesn't. If you want me to be honest. Because you are two months away from when, well, seven weeks away from when this happened. Mm -hmm. uh, the I told you when the wreck happened, and you can verify this. The people in our group chat can verify this. When this wreck happened, I was specifically told there is more to this than you know. I thought it was about Georgia. So I thought this was going to come out that the, the staffer and the player weren't supposed to be in the car, or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. And then I woke up this morning to five missed calls, which is very abnormal for me at 730 in the morning. And I started piecing the puzzle pieces together of oh uh this is not what i thought it was well look i don't i don't think the school is uh look, the school's got a lot to deal with with this anyway no because doubt. it was a car it, it was a recruiting staff car 
well, that they were in. And it, so this is going to have a backlash on that end of it. Uh, no doubt. But but here's what I will say. I know we have become very cynical as people when it comes to high-level athletes and celebrities and them getting away with things that they shouldn't. We're pretty connected with Cobbs. Uh, Ash Police Chief David Zach's one of our closest friends. My best friend on this planet is a cop, and I will tell you exactly what was told to me this morning. If the only thing he was charged with was reckless driving and street racing, he didn't have a whole lot of an involvement. Mm-hmm. The way they figured this out is that his story became very inconsistent, and eventually, I don't know if I I don't know what it appears is that he had they were both going entirely too fast. It appears that they may have been racing each other. Now, what does this d- do to his draft stock? I don't think really anything. I I really don't think so either. I mean, and I know it sounds bad, but I am here to just tell you the truth of the situation. He was charged with two misdemeanors. He has already left Indianapolis. He flew out. If he hasn't flown out already, he will be doing so in the next couple of hours. To go back to Athens, address this, he claims he will be exonerated I don't see this having a a massive effect. Is there a possibility that if the Chicago Bears stick at one or the Arizona Cardinals are the first team to take a defensive player at three that you would then go Will Anderson instead of Jalen Carter? Maybe. I I think likely. I can't go that far. I can't go that far. I, I think it would be likely that he's not the first defensive player off the board because it's close with Will Anderson. Well, I mean, here's what I want to say definitively. I caught a lot of people that wanted to attack Todd McShay for saying that Jalen Carter had character issues. And guess what? I told you the exact same thing. The exact same thing. And this actually panders more into what I heard than than what McShay said. He's an immature kid that makes bad decisions. Mm -hmm. That's what people lose in these stories, and it drives me crazy. Yes, something very bad happened. You have to remember this is a 21-year-old kid. All right, I want you to take every stupid thing you did at 21 years old and and just compartmentalize that and then tell me that this kid deserves to have his life ruined because of a stupid decision. I mean, look, when I look back on some of the decisions that I made, and I wasn't even like Jeremy Green, wild child. Like, I was. Like, I know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I wasn't even that. But even when I look at some of the decisions that I made when I was younger, I'm pretty fortunate that nobody either, you know, got hurt or, you know, seriously injured or, or whatever in some of the decisions that I made. 21-year-old kid just won the national championship for the second year in a row, was out partying, and him and him and some buddies decided to go street racing. Is it the greatest of ideas? No. Does it show some sort of malicious, evil intent on the part of this 21-year-old kid? No. No, and I've heard a lot of vilifying him. I've heard a lot of very uh, – th- this is a bad situation. But here's the, the – the, there were two There were two other people in the car? Or there were three? Were there three, there in, were the three in the other car? He didn't force anybody to do anything. Right. Uh, that's just uh, – that's the way it is. Um, It's a bad decision. It's going to be the number one thing that every team that talks to Jalen Carter is going to ask him. Mm-hmm. In your 15-minute interview with the Combine, this is going to get at least five minutes with every team he talks to. Mm-hmm. But do I think this is – do I think he's going to end up in jail? No, I don't. Because seven weeks later, you came, you came back with two misdemeanors. 
that's the, the I mean facts don't care about your feelings. Right. I feel that's, like it's just that's the way it is. Right. If you could have if they could have charged him with something more severe, they probably would. They have. somehow kept this completely quiet for 7 weeks. Mm-hmm. And so you're trying to tell me that there's going to be more on the backside than there is right now. I struggle to believe that. Mm-hmm. And maybe I just know you know too much about how police things work. I'm too close to too many police officers, and they tell me things like this. Mm-hmm. If you're going to have something like this break, you're going to get as much as you're going to get the day it breaks. That's where you're at. So, I mean, and, and I will say I still think he winds up at four of the Chicago Bears. Yeah. That's that's where I'm at right now. Could more information come out? Absolutely. That's one of the hard parts of our jobs is that we have to comment on something that happened at 10 o'clock this morning knowing only what you know out of an AP article and what I have been able to uncover over the course of the last five hours. Mm-hmm. And that's not much of they were on the road together. They were both making poor decisions when it came to driving. Uh, the 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 driver of the car had a point, I think it was 0.197. So, you know, bad, horrible decisions were made here. Mm-hmm. Something horrible happened. Mm-hmm. Do I think this is going to be the, the – I heard somebody earlier say, Jalen Garza's not even going to get drafted. Yeah, he will. Oh, absolutely, he will. Yeah, he will. This is a young kid making a, a very bad decision, and, and I would wager it's probably – I don't know the specifics, but I would say it is haunting him right now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's just – it's hard for me to say much more than that. Right. And, and I'm getting a lot of why is this coming out now. The the, the timing of the combine is is ironic, I think, to a point. There's also a layer of you have to understand how deep these teams go. Half the teams in the NFL employ either FBI and former investigators with the FBI Mm -hmm. or or people. You're not going to hide this forever. Right. So what I think is probably the most likely is one of these teams found this out and it accelerated the police department of, okay, so now we now we have to do what we do because this is coming out one way or the other. Colin Green asked in the YouTube comments, why the hell is the staff member racing at 2 a.m.? The staff member was also a student. Yes. That's, this is not, this is not like a recruiting, you know, I don't know, like manager or something was out there. This was, this, this was an assistant on the recruiting staff who was also, I think she was a junior, might've been a senior. She's 24 years old. At UGA. So this wasn't she was out with the guys basically this was not you know this was not like a recruiting trip or anything like that um so i mean again all young people involved all young people making bad decisions when alcohol is involved well i mean there are a ton of bad it's it's a sad sad situation absolutely there are a ton of bad decisions here do i think this is going to lead to i mean one of the mocks that you told me earlier had him at 18 i just don't if what i know right now I can't go that far. Mm-hmm. I don't see that happening. Uh, what little information I've been able to uncover is it just looks like an unfortunate accident where two kids made a bad decision. And Jalen Carter was in his own car. Yeah. He was. He was in his own car. He saw the other one crash. He was on the scene as they were investigating the other crash. I think the thing that I'm most surprised about is that it was January 15th when this crash happened, and we're just now finding out that possibly the number one pick in the draft was on the scene of the crash. And my my retort to that would be, you would be dumbfounded how many things in college towns can be kept quiet Absolutely. if you want them to be. Absolutely. 
look at the uh, look, look at the Brandon Miller thing at Alabama. I mean, obviously that didn't stay a secret for uh, I guess as long as this did. It was about the same amount of time. Was it about the same mm-hmm. amount of time? But he is making arrangements to turn himself in. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says he will be fully exonerated of any criminal wrongdoing. And as we know more, we will tell you more. You are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Make sure you're at the Harris Cherokee Center, Asheville, March the 2nd through the 6th for the 2023 Ingalls SoCon Basketball Championships. Experience fun for the whole family as your favorite teams compete for the championship and a berth to the NCAA tournament. Get your discounted tickets to the 2023 Ingalls SoCon Basketball Championships today at your local neighborhood Ingalls Market. For more information, visit SoConHoops.com. That's SoConHoops.com. The Sportsocracy. That is some good, clean family fun there, ain't God? Back in the Ingles studio on ESPN Asheville, the offseason free agency previews continue. Class are, by class. We are two weeks away from the start of NFL free agency, and I'm here for it. We've done just about every position group. I think this is the last uh, is. the last set here that we'll do today. And we also uh, had a big addition to that's the bad thing about doing these as early as we are. We had a huge addition to the wide receiver group of free agents. Kenny Galladay. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a $75 million receiver right there. <laughs> was at one time. Well, it was three years ago. Yeah. Now he's like a $7.5 million receiver for five years. I was going to say, not all in one year. No. You won't get me for that. Interior offensive lineman. It's not the sexiest of the groups, but it is obviously That's very That's a nice important. way of saying really, really, really lacks a name you've ever heard of. Roger Saffold, who was probably the worst offensive lineman for the Buffalo Bills this year. That's your high side. That's why we put it into this little itty bitty segment. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot to talk about here. So is is he your number one? I can't say he's my number one, but he's pretty high. Dalton Risner's my one, who also had issues with, with Denver, and I don't really think he's going to make it out on the market. You get a lot of – this is what happens with interior linemen. When you don't have a Brandon Sheriff like you had last year, you get a lot of guys that you see their name and go, oh, yeah, that was a first-round pick. Garrett Bradbury of the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. He would be high to me. 
I've never understood Minnesota's. They just harp on him, and I don't get it. Nothing suggests that they should. Well, I mean, you you've you've talked about about how he's not what he should have been. No, before he's also not the problem. I mean, I would agree with that. This year it was Ed Ingram who was awful. But I mean, you get a lot of depth pieces. I mean, are there are, are there a lot of high end? No, you get a lot of guys like Saffold, who I mentioned earlier, Justin Pugh, uh, Trey Turner. Mm-hmm. These like thirty plus year old going to get a one year deal guards that come in and people get excited about them every year, and then they churn and burn. They'll be thirty in, in the NFL in, in terms of where they rate, mm-hmm. and that's just that's what happens. Isaac Sumala. He will probably end up on a different thing. From the Philadelphia Eagles, um, PFF has him, him ranked as the number one interior offensive lineman on the board for free agency. Yeah, and and here's what I will say about that. I, and I'm, this is not a slight at him by any stretch of the imagination. When you're on a line with Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, uh, 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 the, Jordan Mailata, mm-hmm. and Landon Dickerson, mm-hmm. That tends to make you look really, really good, even if you're just really, really kind of good. He's the guy I think winds up getting some stupid deal, and two years from now we go, how in the world did the Chicago Bears think that was a good idea? Because he was Chicago, on a generational is, offensive line. Yeah, Chicago, this is not going to be a good day for you. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> is it ever a good day for them in the sportsocracy? <laughs> is it ever a good day for them, period? It's a fair question as well. Although this is a good day. No. I, what? I mean, you don't have to deal with Lori Lightfoot anymore. So, oh, win. Oh he, he almost made it a full half hour. Hey, you knew I wasn't making it far. <laughs> when an incumbent gets 14% yeah. of the vote, you know it was bad, 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 bad. Yeah, no, your, your point is taken about uh, Suomalo. I mean, I mean, it, you know, look at the guy that the news came out yesterday from the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers that they're going to be uh, cutting Donovan Smith loose to save money. We all knew that was going to happen. The guy's a turnstile. His best year was in the Super Bowl year when the offensive line was incredible that entire year. It helped make one of the most hold-happy left tackles in the league look like a decent tackle well i mean that's the i I mean i was going to tell you i've been evaluating talent for years offensive linemen are difficult because it's not in a vacuum Mm -hmm. you you get a wide receiver all i have to watch is okay can you win off the line can you track a ball deep how what does a route look like with offensive linemen this is almost like a, a a giant choreographed dance scene and okay so one of the five of you does not appear to know what the steps are. So how does that affect the one next to you? And that's where you, that's what you run into a lot of times with linemen. That's why you'll find these guys that go in the fifth, sixth, seventh round. They go to the right situation, and now all of a sudden they're a pro bowler or they're a, a high-level starter, and PFF loves them. And then you'll get somebody like Isaac Suomalo, who I think is a good guard in this league. Mm-hmm. I also think he's the weak link on that on that line right uh they've also got uh and his name cam jurgens that they drafted last year that can play guard so philadelphia is going to have to trim some it's not fat but they're you're going to lose some guys because that roster was so top heavy Mm -hmm. so i i would say that's a, a very logical place to to see it come from nate davis of the tennessee titans 
He's also a name that gets mentioned a lot in these who's going to be moving in the offseason Specifically articles. from PFF because they love him. I, I'm reasonably sure Nate Davis may be an investor in PFF. <laughs> I'm not saying you he's not good. I was going to say you don't see it. I mean, I'm not saying he's not good. It's just he's one of those players that they fall in love with, and I go, orange. It was really the difference between him and seven or eight other guys that are out here. Is there going to be a heavy market for guards? So Malu will, will get a big deal. Um, there are a couple centers. If Garrett Bradbury hits the market, I could see him getting a big deal. Um, I, I still feel like Bradley Bozeman's coming back to Carolina, mm-hmm. and maybe that's just me selfishly because I like him so much and I think he fits with that line. Other than that, you get into a lot of the Rodney Hudsons. All right, you're 34 years old. I've seen you do good things, but I'm not so sure where you are right now. Can you be a good starter in this league? I think so. But then it comes into the, okay, what are you worth? What are What, what does a team think you're worth? And how long does it take for you, for you to figure that out? Again, not the sexiest of positions. Interior offensive linemen... They're not going to get headlines. I mean, let's be honest. You're not really going to be jumping over yourself. To, you know, If your biggest signing is an offensive lineman, it's usually not a, a very exciting maybe, class. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're just a team that, you know, is going to have to rebuild after a certain quarterback left and you're just a shell of your former self. Okay, so I've got to say, if there's a free agency signing to come from my team, it's probably going to be an offensive lineman. No doubt. So uh, somebody in our YouTube comments uh, said something that I feel like has to be touched on about what we opened the show with with Jalen Carter. Okay. Uh, it's from Robert Weed. He said, love your show. We appreciate that greatly. We appreciate having you in. Uh, just remember what happened to Laramie Tumsel. The, the dude slipped pretty big for wearing a, a pot gas mask. Okay, two things on that. One, and I cannot emphasize this enough, nobody knew. I remember the Laramie Tunsil thing well because I was working for a different entity doing draft things and we were all in a group chat going, did you know about this? It was universal no. It's the only thing I've ever seen like that in the history of the draft that I've been covering it where nobody found this. Mm-hmm. And the only reason that got found was because he had chapped somebody in his personal life and they sent it out. That was one of those of, oh, uh, what did we miss? Pass on him. And he wound up falling to the Dolphins. It's not ironic when this Jalen Carter thing came out. That's the, I, I'm telling you right now, there's no irony to that. The fact that this is day one of the combine, everybody just landed. Somebody figured this out. I don't know how they found it out, but they found it out somehow. And the police department got in front of it before it was leaked by an Adam Schefter or an in report because I want you to think about how bad of a look that would be. Just think about if we had gotten to say tomorrow and the police department did nothing. They filed no charges because once they filed charges, we're all going to know mm-hmm. there's public record. So there's no way to keep it out of it. Right. Just imagine if Adam Schefter had been the one that actually broke this of an NFL team has uncovered that Jalen Carter was street racing with the Georgia player that, that passed in the car crash. Think of the public narrative there with the police department. That's what tells me that's exactly how this went. Right. Because teams have been doing deep background for the last, I mean, it's been going for a while. They're into the deep, deep background now. If if, if there's anything about you, they're going to uncover it. Mm-hmm. 
And so that's why you found this out today. So this is not more, a conspiracy so, theory. So you think more than likely somebody with the team, with a team or some intrepid reporter gave a call to the police department and said, hey, what's going on with this? And they went, oh. Well, I mean, there's only well, so many ways you could find it something. out. So one way or the other, they got wind that this was coming mm-hmm. out. And that's why charges are filed now. And I had somebody on a show earlier today that, that I did say, does that mean that there could be more? Absolutely. What The thing I've kept running into is nobody really knows what's happened. Mm-hmm. Because if this was a street race that he initiated, then he could be charged with vehicular, vehicular manslaughter. That is a possibility in Georgia. They didn't do that, which is, I feel like if you're going to do that, you already would have. Yes. I believe so. But there's a lot of we don't know exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, J- the, the reason that Jalen Carter is being charged is because they talked to him at the scene. They talked to him two times after that, and his story never lined up. Right. And then they finally got him and said, okay, something's up. Yeah. So and they we went, don't know if he told the truth at that point right. or if they've uncovered the truth. Right. There are a lot of ins and outs to this. I mean, they went through and looked at surveillance footage of various businesses that would have been on the route from after they left the party that they were at. And it showed three cars were together. One of the other uh, Bulldog players, I, I can't remember his name, Jamin hyphen guy that plays defense, he was he was in another car with them. There were three cars that left the scene. They were all traveling together. They don't know anything about it. What transpired where the video video cameras can't see. It's it's a tough situation. It's yeah, very a, much. It's absolutely a tough situation. The Athens community is hurting because they have two bulldogs that that have fallen, and I just it's a bad look. Just just to me, it's a bad look that this didn't come out before now. I said to you, yes or what? Well, to, and see, I look I, and again, maybe this is me being as intertwined with 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 police as I am. Mm-hmm. To me, this is not a bad look at all. The fact that you kept this quiet for seven weeks tells me that you're running a rather tight ship that nobody talked to anybody that's one way to look at it that's uh that's, that's that was the number one thing I, so i'm not gonna lie to you uh, somebody that does what we do is actually who woke me up this morning to call me and ask if i knew this mm-hmm. my first thought was man i don't know who that sheriff is or or because i don't know if this was in the county or in the city but whoever that is needs a commendation that this didn't leak to the atlanta journal constitution there's a lot of media down there, mm-hmm. and it would be really easy for somebody to just slide a document under a door, shoot a text message, never know where it came from. That didn't yeah. happen. Yeah. So that's to me, that's more of a – I think this is on the up and up, and they know they have to charge him with something. Mm-hmm. I don't think they have much. And part of me, part of me understands you don't want to throw it out there if you're not sure. No doubt. If you, like if you're not sure because – Because the, we live in a world where as soon as this is said about you – it's on Absolutely. you forever. Absolutely. Now they have been able to whittle it down to say, yes, there were, it looked like they were racing at the time. What happened was just a freak accident. It wasn't like J- uh, Jalen Carter played a role in it that he caused the crash or whatever. What they had determined was that they tried to make a left turn, and Chandler LaCroix, the staffer who was driving the other vehicle, couldn't make the turn. And then basically launched the car into a tree, which bounced off and hit an apartment complex. The story gets really difficult when you look at at Jalen Carter was at the scene, left the scene before police got there, then returned two hours later. That's a little weird. 
they could never prove that he had been drinking that night or anything. They said that there were no signs. So, I mean, I guess that's a that's a good check mark in his book. Well, I mean, just think about how much that changes the story. If Jalen Carter is stone cold sober and you were racing, okay, now you're a dumb kid and something uh, that did a dumb thing and a bad thing happened. Mm-hmm. If you were drinking, uh, now that changes the narrative. It does. It does. I mean, the other the other driver was drunk that that they have confirmed and, and i guess what i'm saying is just this could be so from what i have gathered this could be as simple as they were together and this car and another took off and he was involved and they saw the car and now they can't prove it one way or the other so there's just there's a lot of variables here mm-hmm. that's I, i'm not saying he's innocent i'm not saying he's guilty I have learned my lesson enough times of saying things before I knew them, and that's where I'm at. This at, this has a lot of potential outcome. Yes. At the moment, charges filed against Jalen Carter, uh, champion football player from the University of Georgia, and uh, could have been, I will, I'll phrase it that way, the number one pick in the NFL draft. I don't really see there's a path much for that happening now, but he has been charged with reckless driving and racing in conjunction with the car crash that killed Chandler LaCroix and Devin Willock back on January the 15th after a celebration of winning the national championship. I think this was after the parade had been had in Athens. You're in the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. When we come back, we'll get just a bit outside. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday night rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the fan fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Tired of getting dinged by monthly fees on your checking account? You need simple checking from Home Trust Bank. With simple checking, you get all the essential checking services for free, including 100% online access and a free Visa debit card. It's everything you need from a checking account, but no hoops, no surprises, no monthly fees. Stop by today or call 800-627-1632. Simple checking at Home Trust. Ready for what's next. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The Sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Welcome back into the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. And it's time to get just a bit outside. And uh, there, wow. Uh, So if you are a sneakerhead, if you are a rare shoe collector, your chance at destiny, or dare I say the dynasty, has arrived. Do you, do you know what the Dynasty 6 is? 
Jeremy. I'm trying to make a... Uh, <laughs> He's trying a, to come up with a funny quip. And, yeah, there's a joke about a place with no windows uh, that is open till late at night. Yeah, but, no, 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 no. In the shoe collecting world, the Dynasty 6 apparently is the ultimate collector or the ultimate collection of Air Jordan basketball shoes. What do the six, the Air Jordan 6, 7, 8, 11, 12, and 14, what, what, what is the significance of those? Um, I, 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 again, trying to make a joke here. And it's, you, got, uh, you got two sets of three. Shouldn't be hard. Oh, there, it's what he wore yeah. when they won the title. There you go. There you go. The shoes, the Air Jordans that Michael Jordan was wearing on the court for the final game of the two three-peats, each of the NBA Finals series, the, a communications director for the Chicago Bulls somehow wound up with this collection. He had the shoes Michael Jordan was wearing in each of those championship wins and had them signed by Michael Jordan, and it's going up for auction. How much you want to you want to wager that they're putting on uh, how much they're going to get? Oh, it's, it's something stupid, like $10 million. <laughs> I need to do your do your million-dollar man laugh. <laughs> yeah, because that's, that's not even close. Times that by 10. $100 million Stop. is what they Stop. say this Dynasty 6 collection could fetch. There is no other collection like it on the planet. And Sotheby's has this up for auction. It's on display in Dubai. It just for another two days like it's only like six days of viewing for these shoes at Sotheby's in Dubai and I would imagine that there has been no other sneaker collection that has sold for near that much I'm gonna ask the okay so especially if it's just six shoes all right so I'm gonna have to pg this joke up because I used to tell this on stage a lot Every man at some point has been asked, is there a price that you like, you let somebody hit you with a car Yeah, for like $50 million? I always had one question anytime somebody asked me that. How did somebody get this much money if they're this irresponsible with their money? <laughs> Sometimes people just want to share their wealth. And if you can find yourself in the bidding for the $100 million Dynasty 6 collection, uh, spread some of that gravy on our taters. We we'd appreciate it. We're well, friends. I, I'm. Uh, you know what? This is giving me an idea. I'm going to come out with my dynasty six, which is <laughs> uh, the the set of hey dudes that I have worn for all six of our our uh, ratings books nice. since we've been doing this. Nice. And I will sell that for the low low price of just nine ninety nine. I thought that was going to go to this. This was going to be the. Uh, um, the the six pack of Bud Lights that you polished off in forty seven seconds. What are you a cop up for auction? I challenge accepted. I believe sure I can do that. <laughs> My story is about Notre Dame basketball coach Mike Bray. Tonight he will coach it for the final time at the Joyce Center. Oh, and they're taking on the Pittsburgh Panthers. It's a game you may or may not hear a pick for here in the next segment. But that's not actually why I'm telling. It, it has nothing to do with the game as to why I'm telling this story. Mike Bray's been the coach at Notre Dame for 23 years. And there is a place, if you know South Bend, Indiana at all, that's called the Linebacker Bar and Lounge. It is the definition of a dive bar. And apparently Mike Bray has never stepped foot in it in the 23 years that he has been at Notre Dame. Really? 
that's almost impossible for me to believe. That is hard to believe. Which, ironically enough, he, he opined about that when he talked about it. He said, I've never stepped foot in the linebacker in 23 years. I know you don't believe that, but I've never been in it, but I'm going in it tomorrow night. He's t- this was yesterday. He's talking about tonight. Mm-hmm. Never been there, but I'm going Wednesday night, and we're closing that sucker. There ain't no curfew tomorrow. And he got the biggest, most evil James Bond villain look on his face that I think I've ever seen. That's awesome. So basically what Mike Bray just said is we are going to get just roadhoused by Pittsburgh tonight. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go full Jeremy Green <laughs> and go 23 domestic lights or 11 one and ones Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong, Sportsocracy family, but Mike Bray does not strike me as the domestic lights type. Oh no, he's a he's it, he's a scotch and soda guy. He's oh, I would have gone dirty martini, but oh, a hundred percent. With his slick back hair, something that, that elicits you to have a pinky up as you drink it. <laughs> my wife did that with a chicken tender last night. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Nice, so dainty, so lady. Oh yeah, well, we had to go. We went to a a uh, uh, memorial service yesterday. That's where we were. We were a very close friend uh, passed away. And we stopped at the Village Porch right there in the where that is the official watch place of all things sportsocracy. Mm-hmm. She got a chicken tender. She had a shot of tequila, and I swear to you, she picked up a chicken tender and she held her pinky out. And I went, "What is happening right now?" <laughs> you were with a grown man with a mullet. You do not go full prim and proper like you're sipping tea. Absolutely, she does. That's a Good chicken tendy. Let's go. You know what that is? That's a power move. That's I don't know what kind of power move that is, but that's a power move. So it's ironic you said that. You boo-booed yourself. I can't believe I forgot to tell you this. Uh-huh. So Amy listens to the show. Yeah. She only catches an hour. Mm-hmm. So you were taking this great victory lap about how she is making me cut my hair for yes. the wedding. Yes. She changed her mind. Oh, no. She changed her mind because of you. Oh, did she really? She did. Wow. She went, Tank is getting way too much enjoyment out of this. She said, you know what? That's The, the mullet is the man I'm marrying. Oh. And, and, was, and, the wrong I'm not done yet. She agreed to the hat. She agreed to the hat for the wedding. Oh, what no. Up? What have I done? Oh, yeah, and, and you're totally responsible. Absolutely. She said his enjoyment hmm. has made me realize that this is who you are, and I'm not going to change that. And I was filled with a joy that I, I, I can't even really begin to explain. So thank you. You're lucky, man. Thank you. for Oh, 100%. You're lucky, I'm man. marrying the most patient woman on the planet Earth. <laughs> There's... There's no doubt about it. Um, we don't have time to get into the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offseason here, dude. Three. No, I had to. I had to chuck out the. Uh, and that's the, and and that's that's fine. I'm glad she made that decision for you. And I still feel like it's an error in judgment, but you know, it's her wedding. She well, I mean, now that I've that. now that I'm uh, completely caught up on Yellowstone, I, I feel like the hat should be a cowboy hat. I feel like that's better than Godfather Ho Train uh, hat. Also, a formidable hat. With a with a duck feather yeah, in it, yeah, with a big old plume sticking out of it. I think that's, that's I mean, I think that's a formidable call too. 
I just kind of feel like going full John Dutton, just with a cowboy hat, the, the mullet flowing in the wind. You could, you could do worse. You could do worse. I just, I have this vision that the pictures are going to be this just absolute beautiful woman, beautiful dress, I, which I obviously haven't seen. And then you have me. Oh, oh, hillbilly high tops over here. Mm -hmm. And that just fills me with glee. <laughs> <laughs> the, the fact that your picture is some, your wedding picture is going to end up on one of those, uh, those meme websites is like, how did this girl, this guy get this girl? Oh yeah. That's hundred percent common. And, and for some reason, I feel like the only tagline is you don't have to be lonely at farmersonly.com. <laughs> you could be on that, uh, on that new TV show. I saw the, I saw the commercial for it the other day. It's, I am very intrigued. This is, this is a, uh, I don't remember. What is it? Farmer takes a wife or something like that. And it's, it's like city girls that they send to the farm to start relationships with the farmers. It's like a dating show. It's like a, like a bachelor bachelorette kind of a thing. I, I hate reality TV, so I won't watch this, but I'm sure you'll get a kick out of it. Oh, watching like supermodels, you know, dig out stalls and stuff. Oh, Justin Parton just had uh, an unbelievably great idea. What's that? In our YouTube chat, he said, can we have someone holding the mullet up down the aisle like they do the dress? <laughs> Stephen Tao. I, you got to have somebody taller than you to lift it. So I think that's Stephen Tao's job. I feel like this is a very formidable idea. See, now I'm trying to convince her on the... Uh, on the. So now that you've gotten your way, just so, just so we're all clear, now that you've gotten your way... I want more. Now you want more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. this is what marrying Jeremy's going to be all oh, about. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, now I'm trying to convince her of what the seating music should be. Yeah. And there's a there's a guy on TikTok that makes instrumentals for wedding, like the walk down the aisle and things like that. He did one with country roads in it. And I went, I know the groom doesn't walk down the aisle. Like the groom just kind of appears. But maybe in our wedding, I could. And I could walk down to that. And I think that would be very formidable. With my John Dutton cowboy hat and mm -hmm. my mullet. You're in the Sportocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM at 1400. The Sports Center update is coming up next, and then we'll start the 4 o'clock hour with a team-by-team off-season preview for those Seattle Sea Chickens. The Seahawks, eh, what do they got to do? They got to make a big decision at quarterback, and there's news on that today. There's a lot of talk about heroes these days. Hey, buddy, you want to go fishing? The folks in the funny outfits with superpowers and spandex. All right, buddy. Let me help. But at Ingalls, we know that a lot of our heroes now you look like a pro. are a little closer to home. They're the ones who give us what we need for those everyday adventures. That's why we look up to the ones who look out for us. Don't forget your fish food. Catch a big one. Ingalls. All the ingredients for family. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. 
If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. Coffee's for closers only. Get them the money! Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the work. Two and two Monday with a day off, and now we're back to Wednesday, which means it's time for college basketball picks. I'll also say, I'm never taking it under in an NBA game ever again. Not because I was wrong. I was totally right. But then I watched the game and realized I like scoring, and this is impossible to watch. This is Green on Green, brought to you by Ingles Markets. Low prices, love the savings. Big night in college basketball, and I'm going back to the well. Providence is a a three-and-a-half-point favorite tonight at home against Xavier. Look, Xavier's a good team. They're just not very good on the road, and they never beat good teams on the road. They got UConn earlier in the season, but that was close, and UConn was terrible. Providence is one of the best teams in the country at home, and this is their last game to clinch a perfect season at home. I'm taking the Friars minus three and a half. I don't think this game is particularly close. Next, Auburn's a 10-point dog tonight against Alabama. Not been a great year for Auburn. There were high expectations. They lost a high-end player to the draft, and they're still going to make the tournament, but this would clinch that. Alabama's a good team, and I don't think they're going to lose, but 10 is ridiculously high for an Alabama team that just keeps playing with everyone they play, no matter who it is. Give me Auburn plus the 10. Texas is a two and a half point dog tonight at TCU. I know exactly why this line is set the way it is because Texas plays Kansas on Saturday, and there's a thought that this would be a look ahead. The problem with that is TCU only has one player, Mike Miles Jr., that could certifiably beat Texas. Texas knows that as well. I look for them to contain him. Win this game outright. Give me the horns plus two and a half. And finally, I'm not much of a narrative guy, and tonight Pittsburgh is only a three and a half point favorite at Notre Dame. Other than this being Mike Bray's last home game, there is not one reason that you could tell me why this game is not a double-digit spread. Pittsburgh's the better team. They do a lot of things that Notre Dame struggles to contain, including things at the rim. This game will never be close. Sorry, Mike Bray. You can close down the linebacker all you want to, but you're going to be hanging an L. Give me the Panthers, minus the three and a half. For more, follow us on all the social medias at the Sportsocracy. And as always, Green on Green is brought to you by Ingles Markets. Love the savings with Ingles. Love the winnings with me. Mull it out. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingles Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. You are in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. Sportsocracy heard everywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. And we're seen everywhere on YouTube. Just go to the sportsocracy.com, click that live video link, subscribe to the channel. You can get live alerts whenever we have new content coming out or whenever we have special broadcasts or anything like that. Obviously, you will get those alerts, and of course, each and every day right before we go on the air here in the Ingalls studio at 3 o'clock. Plus, subscribing 
to the channel, get you into the chat with us each and every day. You can have fun with uh, Jeremy's uh, uh, marriage plans here. You got to have the mullet train. And that's the, that's now just become a thing. Uh, our good friend Kevin Vick, member of the House of Reprehensibles, uh, says uh, Tal can hold the mullet. And uh, Vic says he will throw little skull bandits out of the basket. I mean, this is this is working tremendously. But you, but you, but you don't, you don't dip. So no, just playing into the into yeah. the mullet thing. Yeah. Just... Her biggest fear now is that I keep uh, discussing the ring bear. You're not having a bear deliver the rings. So I was told yesterday uh, from Jody Williams, our, our 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 buddy with Help Asheville Bears. Mm-hmm. It is apparently illegal to have a bear do that. I, I, sure. But he did give me some very good, but you could do this. He knows a lot about manimals, which I don't. Manimals? Take that to mean what you want. I, what, what's a manimal? <laughs> you just going to have some guy hairier than you deliver it? Start well, raving naked. Well, I mean, I was thinking Brian uh, Haynes, the, the original cocaine bear. Uh, Brian, <laughs> Brian Haynes. Haynes. That's now he all I call him. Man. That is now all I call him. That's it. That is his official nickname. I actually yeah. changed his name in my phone to that. Cocaine bear. Mm-hmm. Nice. I mean, yeah, he would work. Mm-hmm. He would work. I've, you know, we once had a studio where he would he would he would pass out on the uh, on the couch. Well, and that, the that insinuates it was alcohol driven. It was, it was not. It I was mean, usually Burger King driven. I mean, sometimes it was. Sometimes. Sometimes what are you it a was. Cop? All I'm saying is I've seen too much of the man more than I wanted to, and he fits the description of a cocaine bear. So yeah, I can, maybe, 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 maybe that's the route to go down. I don't know. I'm I'm done saying anything about your wedding because the last time I took a victory lap on ha ha, you have to cut the mullet. Apparently, she changed her mind and said, no, you don't have to cut the mullet. That's love. Ill-advised, but, you know, it's fine. It's fine. Like I said, it's your wedding, not mine. I'll be there to enjoy the day and wish you all the all the happiness in the world for the rest of your lives. Don't screw this up, Jeremy. Oh, it's I, your last chance. Oh, no doubt. Third time, third time better be the charm. Uh, well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I will spend every day of the rest of my life just trying not to screw this up. <laughs> You've done well so far, and we're pleased about that. All right, welcome back into the Sportsocracy. It is ESPN Asheville, top of the 4 o'clock hour here on a Wednesday, and let's talk off-season previews. We're going team by team down the draft order here, and uh, Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks have made some news today because, well, well, well. It looks like they are going to be entertaining all the top quarterbacks in the draft. Picking at number five, Seattle. You, and, and you know, I can't, I, I, I can't really say they shouldn't do this. I think they absolutely should. To me, Geno Smith, it was a great year last year. Sure, is that repeatable? And is Geno Smith a guy that you pay thirty-five to forty million dollars to be your quarterback? Because for a year. Yeah, I just, I, I, I just, I, I can't do it. I, I couldn't do it. I would be all in on the rookie train. Well, the the question becomes, what is going to be there? I, I mean, that's 
I feel like between the Jalen Carter news and the fact that we're we're into combine week and and this is the this is the definition of the height of misinformation. Mm-hmm. I, and and Divine Comedy in our YouTube comment said Seattle saying they're looking at a quarterback means Seattle's trying to create a trade up. Yeah, that's not how you do that. Uh, because now you're creating a trade up for the teams in front of you. Mm-hmm. You say I'm after a quarterback. Okay, well now you've entered the we're right. looking at quarterback. Right now, so you've... now Carolina's looking at uh, uh, Indy at, or not Indy, Arizona at three, Chicago at one. That opens all those things up. So if that's what you're trying to do, you're doing a real bad job of it. Mm-hmm. Pete Carroll said, "I think the most honest thing I've ever heard a coach say. It's not like we pick in the top five very often. Bingo. Do you know who their last pick in the top five was?" Aaron Curry. Aaron Curry. That was four years after I graduated high school. And did not go well, uh, if, if if memory serves me correctly. He was the he was the hot shot linebacker out of Wake Forest that everybody drooled over. And he flamed out real quick. And, and Devine followed it up with, exactly, they're trying to get a third quarterback into the top four so they could get Carter or Anderson. It's entirely possible. Maybe. I can't tell you it's not true. I can also tell you if they're not investigating the quarterbacks, they're doing a disservice to their fan base. Absolutely. And that's because even if you think Geno, let's say that you think what you saw this year out of Geno is totally replicable. He'll come back in next year. He'll be a top 12 to 15 quarterback in the league again. Okay. He's 33 years old. Mm-hmm. He's 33 years old. So even if you think that, you only have two or three more years of this. This is not Tom Brady 2.0 where he's going to play until he's 46. But, but he didn't throw a pass for eight years. I'm well aware of that. I don't care. Geno Smith's two years younger than I am. Okay? So, that's not the long-term play. And this is the reason that teams like Seattle stay competitive as long as they do. Because sometimes you get put into a situation where you have to make chicken salad out of chicken excrement. Because let's be really honest about where they're sitting. There are two quote-unquote elite defensive players in this draft. Mm -hmm. Jalen Carter, Will Anderson. Now you have a big question mark about Jalen Anderson. Will Anderson's not, or or Jalen Carter and Will Anderson's not going to get to you one way or the other. Mm -hmm. So what do you do? I've seen Tyree Wilson to Seattle a thousand times. It's a reach. The end of the day, that's a reach. And teams like Seattle don't do that. Even Aaron Curry, the the big whiff at, at Fort, he wasn't a reach. He was a phenomenal college football player. Many of us thought he was going to come into the league and be what Bobby Wagner ended up being. That wasn't a reach. This is a team that doesn't do that. That's why they've been so difficult for me. And I've gone down all the iterations of of the, okay, you trade out of five and you go to to Carolina at nine because Fitterer came from Seattle and you know each other. You take a nine. Tyree Wilson won't make it past Detroit. Mm Mm-hmm. Now it's the the best two players in the draft left are corners. You've never taken one higher than the third round. So you're going to trade yourself into that. Or, or maybe, do you really do your homework on the quarterbacks? Knowing that you're not going to pick in the top ten again because you don't have another one of these picks that Denver stupidly gave you. Mm -hmm. And you take the quarterback of the future. Whether that's Anthony Richardson and you can let him sit behind Geno for two years. Whether it's Will Levis. Whether C.J. Stroud falls in your lap. I think that's the best path to go for your future. It doesn't help you right now. And that's what drives fans crazy. Is that we have a pick in the top five. We have to get an impact player right now. Or 
or you go down the path of I'm going to do what's best for this team for the next 10 years. Because other than Pete Carroll, I could argue virtually every person in that building is going to continue to be there. One of the biggest misnomers about draft failures is the situation. You find a team, I really want to take a shot at the, at the Bears here, but all right, there's going to be enough of that later. The Houston Texans. The coach has been on a vicious cycle since Bill O'Brien left. The GM has been on a vicious cycle. What does that lead to? Nobody ever gets comfortable. So you start looking for the player that can help you right now. All right, so he's the most valuable right this second. Because if I miss on this pick and I have a Trey Lance situation where two years in I still don't know what he is, mm -hmm. I'm LMNO fired. John Lynch didn't have that problem. Weird. San Francisco's good every single year. Unless they just get ravaged by injuries, which no one can forecast. The Seattle Seahawks have picked in the top five one time in almost 20 years. There's a reason for that. Mm -hmm. Because Pete Carroll's been around forever. The front office has been around forever. And they can do what's best for the franchise. That's what Baltimore does. That's what Pittsburgh does. That's what these teams that stick around for the long haul. That's what they do. I don't care if you're going to help me today. Seattle knows what they are. This is a good roster. It's not a great roster. I hit three home runs in the draft last year. Fourth that's in the ballpark of it. That is four of my 22 positions that are solidified for the next five to 10 years. So what do I do with five and 20? Five was a gift. This is a gift. This is finding $1,000 on the sidewalk with a note that said, I hope, this, I hope you need this more than I do. Mm -hmm. No strings attached. Just here's money. You have it. And to me, if you're not going to investigate this quarterback class, you're doing yourself a disservice. Absolutely. Because if C.J. Stroud falls into their lap at five, you have to take him. Mm -hmm. Have to. Mm -hmm. I don't see any way around it. Pete Carroll made a hell of a lot of sense when he said that. Absolutely. We have not picked it. We've been picking in the mid-20s. Mm -hmm. And we don't get a chance to pick in the top five. So absolutely we're going to do our due diligence on all of these quarterbacks. Because should it come down to it, maybe we, maybe we should take the swing. Depending and, on who's there. And this was also a leverage play. This was a leverage play with Geno Smith. Geno, buddy. Mm -hmm. You know, negotiations are going well, but, but we're not there yet. Okay, this was Seattle going, first of all, we're bidding against ourselves and we know it. There is nobody else in this league that views you as the quarterback that you view yourself and that we view you after the year you just had because you can't do that anywhere else. You've proven it. Whether it was with the Jets, whether it was the Giants, the Chargers, you've never been this guy. You've only been this guy here. Mm -hmm. So you have a value. And to me, that I've said from the jump, that value is $25 million a year. That's what I will pay. I will do it for two or three years. I will not go further than that. And I will bring you in. You will be the unquestioned starter, and there will be a rookie sitting behind you. And if you are ineffective or if you get hurt or anything like that, I'm not, there will be no fall off for me because this quarterback's more talented than you. You give me the better chance to win right now. And this is a this is a gettable NFC. I don't think this is lip service. I don't think this is I'm trying to get somebody to trade up or I'm just, I I don't believe I I firmly believe for one of the few times in sports the Seattle Seahawks came to the podium at the combine and went, "I'm going to tell you the truth because I don't have to lie to you." I have a big old present with a big old bow on it sitting on my front step. And that's what good franchises do. 
So should they take a quarterback at five? They should definitely be in the mix. They should definitely be talking to all of them, interviewing all of them, doing the background on all of them, because you just never know. You never know who's going to fall in your lap at five. Were you picking outside the top ten, it'd be a different story. Then we know you're probably going to have to reach for a quarterback, but if one falls to you at five, you know you're not reaching. It's going to be one of those three. It's going to be Bryce Mm -hmm. Young. It's going to be Levis or uh, C.J. Stroud. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I don't think you can pass that up for Geno Smith. Well, it, it's not passing it up for Geno Smith. Alex S. just asked us in the YouTube comments, are, are you telling me Geno doesn't wait or doesn't walk for actual money? There's no reason he won't get it. Who's he going to get it from? Yeah. You think the Carolina Panthers are jumping up and down to give him $25 million or more? Mm-mm. They don't want to give $40 million to Derek Carr. Why in the world would they – would you think they would pay the same amount to Geno Smith? The, on, the only team, honestly, I think that would be in the running – would be Tampa. You need a quarterback. You've got Canales. Right. But you don't have any money. You're $55 million over the cap. You cut Leonard Fournette and and Donovan Smith yesterday. That saved you about $8. Congratulations. (laughs) Ah, It's closer to $20 million between the two of them. That was a really nice way of saying Donovan Donovan Smith made $16 million. Indeed. How did it make you feel? Oh, I felt gross about it when we we gave him the contract. It was it was disgusting then, and it's disgusting now. And I'm glad that we're getting out from underneath it. See, and that's the, the Geno Smith thing to me is th- that's the vacuum that, and I'm not taking shots at sports fans. That's the vacuum you live in. Mm-hmm. The 31 other teams in the NFL, if you got them into a room and said, "Where does Geno Smith fit in terms of talent and co- uh, among quarterbacks in this league?" Universally, the answer would be somewhere between 20 and 25. Mm-hmm. That's who he is. But in this well sculpted system, that has been the same. Year after year after year after year, I can plug and play a quarterback because they firmly believe they did that with Russell Wilson for ten years. Mm-hmm. They don't think he was a special talent. They never did, and then when he became just a complete looney tune, they shipped him out of town and went. You know what, Geno Smith, same guy. Statistically, they're right. Mm-hmm. So, and what do you think that would be with a high level quarterback? Right. Who's to say C.J. Stroud won't come in and be a better quarterback in that system? Who's to say it won't be? Bryce Young. You don't get me and, and uh, Schneider's comment of quarterbacks don't grow on trees. It's probably the hardest position to acquire a talent, a guy that everybody feels very confident in. That is as honest as anybody could be, mm-hmm. especially in a year. And you know what? We got to take we got to take a break. After the break, there is another layer of this that I heard in our day off yesterday that is going to change the way the next mocks and all of the residual ones are going to look You're because right. there's there's there is a team that is trending to doing something that does not make a whole lot of sense to me and it may force the hand of the seattle seahawks you're in the sportsocracy and it is espn Asheville. when i finally drove the old car into the grave i knew there was only one place i was gonna go fred anderson nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan and yes they treat you like family I went in, told them what I was looking for, told them my budget, and in no time, I was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle. They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report, so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. 
Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. The Sportsocracy. You two are just dumber than a bag of hammers. We are back in a sportsocracy and talking NFL draft. Seattle Seahawks picking at five. Could they take a quarterback? Pete Carroll and John Schneider both say that they're doing their due diligence on the quarterbacks because you just don't get a chance to draft this high Yeah, if you're the Seattle Seahawks. Successful franchise that typically picks in the late teens, mid to late 20s most years. They picked just one time in the top five. In the last 20 years, was it? Just under 20. I think it's 17 or 18 years. Yeah. You got to do your homework. You got to be ready to pull the trigger because Geno Smith ain't a long-term solution. No. And there's another layer to this. Uh, There is a quarterback needy team. I do not know if they are referring to the Houston Texans or the Chicago Bears. I know who I think it is. That is so dead set on next year's quarterback class that they didn't even really entertain one. I think it's Chicago. Mm-hmm. Makes a lot of things I've heard make sense because their belief is that if Caleb Williams and Drake May were in this draft class, they would go one two. They think May has a gigantic arm and he's athletic, and I, I could keep giving you the scouting report. But they're looking a year down the road. They know whoever it is. They know this team is not very good, and they will be picking high again next year. So they will have the chance to get a generational quarterback as opposed to the one that's here. If that's the case, if that's how Houston feels, whatever the case may be, you could have one of these guys that fall. Mm -hmm. I get vilified for, well, CJ Stroud will never fall that far. He could. He could. It depends on how teams view him. There are, there are, and that's the thing with all of these quarterback prospects in this draft. I can show you tremendous tape from Bryce Young, from CJ Stroud, from Will Levis, from Anthony Richardson. I can also show you tape that would absolutely scare you to your core, taking them in the top five. Mm Mm-hmm. With all of them except Bryce Young. Bryce never had a really bad tape. The scary thing about him is how big he is. But there are teams that are already looking at next year going, we got two that we know are in the bag. I had a scout in the AFC tell me, Drake May could come out and throw every pass, he that every ball he touches next year, he could throw at his feet, and he will still go in the top five next year. Really? Yes. Doesn't matter. It does not matter. Short of him of him getting a leg amputated. He's going in the top five because we saw enough this year. Mm-hmm. We don't care. He's better than all four of these guys, and we all feel this way. And it didn't even go down the Caleb Williams rabbit hole. Right, because we already know. Well, there are some different takes on him. He's more of a um, – it, it depends on what school of thought you are, are in with quarterbacks. Because Caleb Williams does a lot of things that are not necessarily NFL system – that that Lincoln Riley system is not an NFL system, mm-hmm. and so it's okay. How what are we gonna have to do to to get him used to 
set drops instead of just option routes and things like that. Drake May has no such problems. That Phil Longo system, yeah, it's got some gimmicky college elements to it. But in large part, we've seen everything we need. Mm -hmm. So there's a possibility that one or more of these guys straight up fall. And that's what I was saying the other day. Chicago fans make me laugh because they're, well, Bryce Young is so little, and, and we would never give up on Justin Field. The the peasant Indianapolis Colts, I'm sure, will do that. You don't think they have the same questions about him? He's too small for you, but he's all of a sudden big enough for Indianapolis? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But they're more desperate than we are, I guess, is the, is the thought there. I don't know. Uh, and I'm sitting at four, and there are three gigantic quarterbacks sitting back uh, right behind Bryce Young. So if I have those qualms, why do I not just sit here and take the best one that falls to me? Mm-hmm. See, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense when you say it that way. Then they start floating that, well, we love Anthony Richardson because he reminds us of, of Jalen Hurts. And with Shane Steichen here, we're going to try to make Philadelphia, I don't know, what is that? Philadelphia Southwest? Slightly down. So, And this is the era of misinformation. Mm-hmm. This is the week that you start hearing things that are just lunacy. Right. So, uh, aside from the quarterback situation that Seattle has to make, what else do they need to do in the offseason? Well, I mean, having two picks in the top 20 is a great luxury. Uh, I mean, and if, if I'm not mistaken, they've actually got a reasonable amount of money going into this. I mean, they don't have a lot of high-level expenditures. So, it's a weak free agent class. My biggest thing with Seattle is you need to avoid overpaying somebody. Don't try to jump in line. Mm-hmm. Just because the NFC is attainable – I don't think there's anything necessarily that Seattle could do that makes them the front runner. No. But Not I don't even in their own division. Coming into, coming into next year, do you not believe that both San Francisco and L.A. are going to be ahead of them? No. Really? I'm not sure LA's not about to blow it up. Oh, you think so? Um, because it's not just Jalen Car- Car- uh, Ramsey that calls have been made on. They know where they're at. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, the, the t- I've said this time and time and time again. Uh, the the Rams' top 10 on their roster is as good as anybody in the league. From 11 to 53, it may be the worst roster I've ever seen. The, and they know that. Mm-hmm. So I, they may just piece it out while they, while they still can. And then you said San Francisco. I can't tell you what they're doing at quarterback enough for me to tell you that I know definitively they will be better. It doesn't matter. It does. I mean, we, I mean, it, we it saw does. it this past year. They rotated quarterbacks in and they were still better. You also just lost your defensive coordinator. Your staff is getting gutted again. Now the defense is not going to look the same because for the first time you've had to farm out that that uh, coordinator spot to somebody that's not in your system. Mm-hmm. There are a lot more val- variables with San Francisco than people let on. I'm not dead sold on either of their quarterbacks. You know, I, I, the, the raw talent, I like Trey Lance. But would it shock me if after an offseason with Pete Carroll and John Schneider, I looked at Seattle's roster and went, yeah, I like that better. I like Geno Smith better than either of your quarterbacks mm-hmm. for a year. I don't like him better. For, I don't like him better for five years. But for twenty twenty three, you have the best quarterback situation in the, in the division uh, because the other two are coming off injuries. Mm-hmm. This roster is not. I mean, it's not bad. I mean, people make it out like Seattle was just smoking mirrors, and that's how they got here. No, this roster is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. And now you're adding Jamal Adams back, who spent most of the year on IR. So there's a possibility you hit these two top five, these two first rounders out of the park, have another good draft. Yeah, I could see Seattle being the the front runner in the division. Mm-hmm. 
where I was headed is I don't see a path to you being that team in the NFC. So a lot of times teams will get where Seattle is and they have so many rookies and they have so many guys on rookie scale contracts that they'll go chase a, I'm trying to think of a name off the top of my head that, that I think is going to get way too much money. Uh, Isaac Silamalo, the, the guy we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. And then you wind up with this albatross contract and you do that one or two times and all of a sudden you have completely mitigated the advantage you have with killing the draft. So that, for Seattle, that would be the big thing to me. They don't have a lot of needs. You need somebody that can get after the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Nuosu last year showed he can be part of that, but he can't be that by himself. So if there was a way to add Will Anderson, I, yeah, that's fantastic. It drops off a cliff after him. Miles Murphy's not a top five pick. I'm going to keep saying that until it marinates on the rest of the industry. Tyree Wilson is a he's a boom bust prospect. There are not a lot a ton of pass rushers that I love that are in free agency. Mm-hmm. So that's where Seattle has to prioritize its its assets. When we did the the two round mock draft, I had a lot of Seattle people that were like, "Well, how did we not take a linebacker?" Because you're going to sign one of them. They're two really good linebackers in this class every other one has a wart why would i not just go sign a guy that i know what he is there are edge rushers that i could take at every single pick there are guards that i could take at every single pick osiris torrance i've loved him at 20 i just don't think he's gonna get there now Mm -hmm. and so that's the that's one of the fun elements of building a roster what can i get in the draft what do i have to go get in free agency i'm Look, I'm higher on this Seattle team going into next year than I was last year. I felt you played with some house money this past year. You got very lucky with Geno Smith. You had some injuries, and it didn't seem to hurt you. Your division also crumbled around you because the Rams and the Cardinals were bad. Now you're getting to the, we are reaping the benefits of this trade with Russell Wilson. The greatest trade hijacking in the history of professional sports. And once you have all those players on the roster, yeah, it wouldn't shock me if they were the second or third best team in the NFC. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN, Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, it'll be time to get weird. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. Make sure you're at the Harris Cherokee Center Asheville March the 2nd through the 6th for the 2023 Ingles SoCon Basketball Championships. Experience fun for the whole family as your favorite teams compete for the championship and a berth in the NCAA tournament. While you're there, visit the Ingles Fan Zone at the tournament for lots of fun, games, prizes, and more. The 2023 Ingles SoCon Basketball Championships. For more information, visit SoConHoops.com. That's SoConHoops.com. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The Sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. All right, that's what happens when you have fat fingers hit the wrong button. It's time to get weird here in the Sportsocracy on a Wednesday. Like, that's that's not the one. That's not, yeah. I really need to automate the buttons. That was not the one. Weird news for the day. Uh, Jeremy, do you know what the Wagner Group is? It sounds like a craft beer 
I'll have a Wagner. No. No, no. The Wagner. Did he write a book? <laughs> uh, it's Kurt Vonnegut. Vonnegut, yeah, 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 no. Uh, the Wagner Group is the quote-unquote private army of Russian President Vladimir Putin. So you have, like, the, the, the regular Russian army, and then I guess this is like... Do they brush his horse that he rides shirtless I'm sure they through do. the countryside? I'm sure they do. But the Wagner Group has uh, hit social media, whatever oh, semblance of social media in Russia there is. I don't know. But they've hit social media looking for recruits to the war effort. And the leader of the Wagner Group... Um, is a man whose name I cannot pronounce and don't feel like I should for fear of offending someone. Uh, but anyway, the head of the Wagner Group put out a video encouraging young recruits to join up, and the selling point of this is that you are going to be well-positioned for World War Three. Ah. So I guess we got uh, Russia's intentions in where this little skirmish in Ukraine may be leading us on, on the global scale. When that is your selling point of yeah, you'll be uh, you'll be best suited once World War Three begins. Yeah, I'm gonna say I don't dis- I don't agree with that statement. You don't agree? You, yeah, I don't well, I don't agree that they'll be well positioned. Yeah, it's, it's, but maybe that's just I don't know the window that uh, that we're looking at for World War Three. Maybe beginning, or at least Vladimir Putin is hell-bent on causing World War III. The Wagner Group has undertaken several missions for Putin in Syria, Libya, and the Sudan and has expanded massively since the invasion of Ukraine. There's also thoughts that there could be a fight within the Kremlin coming at some point. Obviously, this is this is like one of those. So there's there there's a second in command guy who wants to challenge Vladimir Putin. I think we've all known how that's gone over the years. It hasn't worked out for number two guy, pretty much. You know what they say about Kremlin? Scary stuff, man. You know what they say about Kremlins? Never feed one after dark. <laughs> there is apparently a massive crime wave happening in New York City. Who's shocked? But it's very targeted. Do you know what? Apple AirPod Maxes are earbuds. Nope. So the AirPods are earbuds that yes. just go in your ear and play music, and they look ridiculous when you just walk around the street with with them in your ears. Right. The AirPods Max are headphones like the ones that are on my head right now. Okay. And and apparently they're they're noise canceling and and all of these things. Mm-hmm. I want you to remember what I just said about noise canceling headphones. At least 21 people in New York City have had their Apple headphones stolen right off their heads by a roving team of moped-riding bandits. There you go. It's four individuals. Two of them drive past the, the victim. Two more drive up behind them on their moped, gank the headphones off their head, and drive away. Mm-hmm. How much do you think these things cost? Oh, it's an Apple product, so it's got to be six hundred dollars. You're close, five fifty. Jeez. Okay, so For a set of headphones, which is that's insane. It is. I I don't know why this needs to be said, but I think this every time I go downtown. You're wearing noise canceling headphones 
outside. That's not where you're supposed to use that because there are, oh, I don't know, other people and cars and birds and bears and things that can harm you that maybe it would help if you could hear them. I love that you went to birds before bears. Like, well, I mean, we live in a city. Which are you more likely to see in downtown Asheville, a bird or a bear? Some days wouldn't yeah. be too strange to see a bear just roaming around the street. Well, it's, uh, there's a lot of things down, roaming down the streets of Asheville that wouldn't be weird to see. <laughs> just, I, I, you don't need music playing everywhere you go. You just don't. Like, I, I don't know who needs to say that. I don't know if we need to pass a bill of some kind. Mm-hmm. So I, at one time, had an, an office in downtown Greenville. I wor- My office was right on the corner of one of the streets on Main Street. A full day had, this was four years ago, a full day had not passed if I had not seen someone with AirPods in their ears almost get hit by a car. Yeah. Happened every day. Absolutely. Horn just laying like, you don't need a soundtrack, Okay. You're not Forrest Gump, and when you start running, you don't need music playing behind you. Oh, that is one of my that is one of my biggest pet peeves. I see people doing that. I just want to take them out of their ear and throw them. Angry, Jeremy. I, oh, it drives me nuts. How dare you try to enjoy music while you're out and about? When you're around, like, oh, I don't know, cars. That's that's a bad idea. Also, when you're walking down the street, maybe stop staring at your cell phone. Mm-hmm. Watch somebody. I guess it's been about a week ago, walked dead into a stop sign. And I laughed <laughs> aggressively. As you should. You get what you deserve. If, you are, if you're walking down the street and you got your face buried in your cell phone and you run into a telephone pole, we're going to laugh at you. And you're going to deserve every bit of Absolutely. that laughter. There are places to wear noise-canceling headphones. I could argue sleep is not one of them, Okay. Because there are bad things that can happen in your house mm-hmm. while you're asleep. You're wearing noise-canceling headphones, especially if, if you live in Chicago. Although, getting better. <laughs> that's, that's two. That's two. That's two. I told you I'd hit at least three. Uh, I, I just, okay, walking down the street is not one of the times that you need noise-canceling headphones. Wear them on an airplane. I get it. You don't want to listen to babies crying and people talking. And, I, I get it. I get it. You don't need music everywhere you go i disagree i would like music everywhere i go if they came up and i'm sure this is coming at some point some doctor or somewhere is going to figure out how to do this but to have like cochlear implants where you can just have music in your head you care to tell me that first word again cochlear cochlear yeah well, it's a part of the ear you can have like, cochlear you could have like a little tiny speaker inside your ear canal just implanted you have some kind of button on the outside that's like, uh, you know, Bluetooth synced up or something. Yeah, that's what we need. More things to distract people while they're uh, hey, living they, their life. They've got glasses. They've got sunglasses now that have the, the screen for your phone projected oh, on them. Oh, stop. That's not true. That is true. It is true. It's not widely available, but it's been it's being beta tested and, you know, workshopped or whatever. Yeah, that's what we need. Yeah, yeah that we we need more access to devices. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe enjoy a maybe maybe enjoy the sounds of, of nature, a, a bird or a, a I, I don't know what else makes noise in nature. But I mean, wouldn't you wouldn't you like that just to have just to any time you want, you can just like hit your hit like like hit that little knob on your ear, and creed bangers right there, pipelined right into your brain. 
sounds like it's an, I I have sounds like that. a great plan to me. I I have that. It's in the dashboard of my 2023 <laughs> Pro 4X Nissan Titan. I hit a button and Creed Bangers happen. I don't need that when I'm walking down the street. You are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, and now it's time to mock the mocks. The mock drafts continue to come out from all of the quote-unquote experts out there. Even Jeremy has his mock drafts that he is putting out. we got team-by-team, uh, team, three-round mock drafts. Going to be going out on the channel here real soon. He's still working on that, putting all of the bells and whistles together for your coverage on that. And, of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel so you'll know when the latest one drops. But Mel Kuyper Jr., he is the godfather of all draft prognosticators. And he put one out yesterday that just left me scratching my head, going, what, what did you do here? What is it? That would you, you say you do, do here because he went full cocaine bear on his latest mock draft it all started at number one where he had the houston texans trading up to two to, or from two to one with the chicago bears to get a quarterback which i feel like that's not going to happen mm, i don't no. think houston's the one no because houston can call her bluff and I think I, I firmly believe everybody's going to call their bluff. Of okay, you say you're not taking a quarterback. Mm -hmm. Let's see it. Mm -hmm. Cards on the table. And then Chicago with the number two pick trades again. Trades again down to four with the Indianapolis Colts, who traded up to get C.J. Stroud. Fair enough. Fair I don't enough. think that's how that'll go, but that's fair enough. Oh no, my my issues with this started a little see, later. For, from for some reason, I just don't I don't see that happening. I don't see the Chicago Bears being able to recoup that much draft capital trading down twice. Well, I also won't be shocked if Houston doesn't take a quarterback at two, and still stay in in the top four. It seems crazy to me. So three, obviously, Will Anderson to the Arizona Cardinals. Everybody and their brother has that one. Then they've got Chicago taking Jalen Carter at four. The Carolina Panthers trade up to five with the Seattle Seahawks and go for Will Levis at quarterback. All of those things are completely within the realm of possibilities. Then you got Christian Gonzalez coming off at six to the Detroit Lions. Yep, still good. Devin Witherspoon, the cornerback out of Illinois, going to the Las Vegas Raiders at seven. Still good. And, seven in, and we're still good. And then it's the Atlanta Falcons at eight where things got squirrely as they take Will McDonald. Out of Iowa State. Orange. This guy's not a top 10 pick, is he? Good Lord, no. He's not a first round pick. I have him at 51 of the Miami Dolphins. Look, he's a good pass rusher. He's a real good pass rusher. Mm -hmm. Had a good week in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. Mm -hmm. I, I think his uh, uh, assertion that he dominated is uh, that, that's just patently not true. He can't play against the run. I outweigh Will McDonald. Mm -hmm. That's that's not a good sign that you're going to be able to hold up as a four down or a three down, excuse me, uh, edge in the NFL. Right, he's a two hundred and forty one pound pass rusher. Yeah, that's and his frame does not lend itself that he's going to be able to add bulk. That's that is insane to me. That is completely certifiably insane to me. Will McDonald? I mean, he he's the size that you'd have to stand him up, right? You couldn't put him. Hand no, in the dirt. You, you, depends. 
as long as he gets outside leverage and is able to use to use his speed, the problem is that you can only play him on third down in the beginning. Because in the NFL, it will be, oh, McDonald's on the field, cool, we're going to run right at him. And you better pray you send a safety behind him because that is the only way we are not about to annihilate you. I feel like you'd have to. So Will McDonald at eight was insane. Anthony Richardson at nine to the Seattle Seahawks. That's if there's a team that could take him, and I wouldn't absolutely hate it, Seattle. If Anthony Richardson throws a pass in his first two years in the league, it's insane. Insane. Gage in our YouTube comment said Reddick is two forty. Yeah, he's also got Fletcher Cox and Jordan Davis next to him. Uh I, I don't know how much you know about the Atlanta Falcons defense. He doesn't. Mm -hmm. But Grady Jarrett, yeah, that's uh, – and then gets very uh, – oh, the kid that I always make fun of that they paid. Tyler Davidson. Yeah, it gets very bad very quickly. <laughs> and uh, rounding out the top ten, Philadelphia Eagles with that pick from the New Orleans Saints, taking Peter Skaronsky. Of which that would be the most Philadelphia Eagles thing humanly possible. Hey, I take the fifth best player on the board at ten. I think it'd be phenomenal. I do too. I mean, you round out that offensive line. You don't have to sign Isaac Suomalo in free agency who could get a bag from somebody else. You, you And it just adds some youth to the offensive line where, I mean, I feel like, I mean, at least Lane Johnson to me is a piece that is going to be going bye-bye at some point soon. He's younger than you think. Uh, but, I mean, Skaronsky would be great if he fell to 10 to, to Philadelphia. The other picks I had issues with, Tyree Wilson goes 12. He will never last that long. If he lasts past six, I'll be shocked mm -hmm. because his high side is incredible. They had him uh, – somebody asked him at the combine to uh, – either today or yesterday. I can't, my days have kind of blended together. To, to show off his wingspan, fingertip to fingertip, it was this, as wide as the banner behind him that said NFL combine, which is 86 inches wide. Wow. That's absurd. He's a freak of nature. So he's not lasting the 12. Uh, they had Anton Harrison going as the first offensive, well, third offensive tackle behind Paris Johnson and Skaronsky. He's not going that high. Then I really didn't have a ton of issues with it. A lot of it lended itself to about where I. Nothing was too insane until I saw B. John Robinson at 27 and mm -hmm. went. Well, buddy, look, <laughs> I know you're the godfather of you don't take a running back in the first round, but okay, that's the number one player in this draft. He is not lasting that far. Where he goes, I do not know. But he is not falling to the Buffalo Bills at 28. And he had New Orleans taking a tight end at 29, and after I stopped laughing, I went, oh, God, you're serious. <laughs> not yeah. only did they take a tight end, but also uh, taking a tight end who didn't do a whole lot in college. Yeah, your your derision of Darnell Washington. It's not me. derision. It's one hundred percent derision. It's not derision. It's just what has he proved to be, to to warrant being a first round pick? Plenty. One of these days, we're going to have a Darnell Washington film session, uh, which is weird that I have to do with a team that you're a fan of. Trust me, he's shown he can do a lot. Mm -hmm. Not exactly like you were with old. Pew, pew. Uh, you had Brock Bowers, who took up a lot of the workload. Mm -hmm. Had a lot of running backs that took up a lot of the workload. I don't know Washington will be fine. Just 
29 in New Orleans is insane. It's insane. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Uh, when we come back, we've got a couple super chats to get to, and then it'll be time for the 5 o'clock hour of this show where anything's possible. Did you know that Ingles sells more organics than any other grocery store? Or that they run their own dairy? Or that they only serve USDA choice and prime meat? Or that they donate 3,956 meals a day to local food banks? Well, now you do. It's all in the bag. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community. One that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Our communities are filled with wonderful people who make living here great. At Home Trust Bank, we're proud of that. And that's why we focus on helping homeowners prepare for what's next. Our local mortgage bankers have the experience you need and exceptional personal service you'll appreciate. Home Trust Bank is ready to help make a house your home when it's time to buy. Visit your local Home Trust branch or go to htb.com forward slash mortgage. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at andersonnissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. It's ESPN Asheville. You are in the sportsocracy. And don't forget, you can super chat with us. You can chat with us in the YouTube stream. Just go to the sportsocracy.com, click that live video link, just hit the subscribe button. That gets you into the chat. All right, we've got two of uh, two of our uh, super chats from our lovely fans in the chat. Uh, our resident candidate, Gage Camplin, asked, does Carter fall in the draft? I don't think so. I, I don't think. Now, that's a biased take because new things could come out as it sits right now. Uh, and that's what we open the show with. If there was more to this and they knew more, I think they would have charged him with more. And also depends on how he handles the interviews. It also depends on how he responds no when teams ask him about it. If it's, you know, if, if it's not well rehearsed, it's not going to be good for him. I don't think, well, I mean, and I don't necessarily want it to be rehearsed. What happened? That's, I mean, that's if I'm sitting in that room, Mm -hmm. I need in your words, what happened? And I need you to be genuine. I need you to be contrite. Uh, and I need you to be honest, but I mean, I got news for you. The the story's going to come out Mm -hmm. that there's too many people around this situation. The truth will come out. And so I think that's going to be huge for him. And and what the truth is, is going to be huge for him. We just don't know a lot of those things. Right. As it sits. Right. Uh, soaring Eagle said, I still have Richardson to the Raiders because Josh McDaniels looks to be exactly repeating everything his Broncos tenure had. I'm not 100% sure Anthony Richardson gets to seven. I told you this last week that there is, uh, I'm hearing more and more he could end up in the top five. Because this is what happens. This is what happens when we get to this period. People start looking at the raw. And now we get to the combine. And Richardson's going to throw. Will Levis is going to throw. C.J. Stroud's going to throw. Mm-hmm. Of those three, 
Stroud will be the least impressive. Levis has an absolute howitzer. And Anthony Richardson's not far behind him. And there's no telling what he's going to run. Mm-hmm. The problem is that scouts sometimes get locked into your raw abilities. And you wind up with John Ross, who couldn't run a route if you spray painted it on the ground. <laughs> he's going to do it. Right. You know, we, and we do this every single year, mm-hmm. which is why to start the happy hour, as we do every day, it's a daily draft. And today, we're drafting combine workout warrior busts. I'm going to have so much fun with this one. You are in the sportocracy. It is ESPN Asheville Daily Draft coming up after the Sports Center update. Plus, we still got to talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offseason, plus the interior defensive linemen that are available in free agency. It's all on the way right after this. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green, Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. It is the sportsocracy, and you are tuned in on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, or 1400, or possibly you could be listening anywhere around the world for absolutely free on the iHeartRadio app. You can also see us on YouTube. Go to thesportocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel, and that'll get you into the chat with us here on a Wednesday afternoon. It is, uh, you know, it's it's basketball season. There's NBA going on. We got conference tournaments beginning in college basketball. We got the Big South tournament this weekend as UNC Asheville will be in action uh, here on the iHeartRadio airwaves. You'll get to hear me, hopefully, for three of those games. Indeed. On our sister station, 570 WWNC. Starting at noon on Friday will be the opener of the uh, UNC Asheville route in the uh, in the tournament. And then we'll have, of course, your SoCon action all weekend long. It's going to be at Harris Cherokee Center, Asheville. And we will have quarterfinals Saturday. Where you will hear uh, uh, our friend Tanker here doing right. a whole mess of halftime shows. That's right. Uh, there will be uh, there will be a total of uh, of eight pregame and uh, halftime shows throughout the day on Saturday, and then of course on semifinal Sunday we'll have both of the games there for you as well. And then we're going to be live on scene at Harris Cherokee Center Asheville on Monday afternoon, leading up to the championship game Monday night. Now, it's still, I will also be there all weekend. It's yep. It's also Combine Week as the NFL Combine gets going in Indianapolis and today's daily draft is all about those Combine busts. The guys that got all the headlines through the underwear Olympics. And well, oh, this really boosted his draft stock and maybe it did, maybe it didn't, but they got they ended up getting taken and then did squat in the nfl jeremy this is obviously your honey hole as oh, you're the, yeah. the you are the evaluator and you remember way more about the nfl combine than most of us have ever watched frankly i'm tempted to let you make the first five picks and then i'll make the next five <laughs> i don't feel like that would be a bad path to take but 
Let's see. Let's just see where this takes us. All right, I'm going to take first pick, and I'm going to go with the guy right off the top of my head that when you said combine busts, I went, oh, well, to me, that would be Darius Hayward Bay. Oh, yeah, the the receiver that couldn't run a route to save his life. Couldn't catch a but, cold if you doused him in water and put him in a freezer. But Al Davis did what Al Davis does and gets, uh, you know, swayed by the lightning fast 40 time. Darius Hayward Bay out of uh, Maryland went to the Raiders after he ran a four two five forty and had four, a three. Well, that was his official. Oh, was the, mm-hmm. was that the official? Yeah. And then had like a thirty eight inch vertical. And they went, oh, this guy just leaps off the page. We've got to draft him. And they took him at what eight? Eight. Huh. Had uh, two hundred catches in his entire career just beautiful saddest part of that 64 of them were in one year he was genuinely terrible yeah now Darius Hayward Bay was right about the time I started doing draft things and I remember watching tape on him and just going what am I missing so he's 6'2 body frame is is about right and he can fly How, how can nobody figure out he can't catch like at all couldn't catch to save his life. If you threw a grenade at him and said it hits the ground, it's going to blow you to pieces, he probably would have already ordered his headstone by the time it got halfway to him. <laughs> he was awful. But that's not the one I think of. Okay. And maybe I'm a little biased. Okay. Because this is one that got my team, and I'm not going to lie, it's one that I got, and frankly, I could draft nothing but jet guys that, that we have done this with. Uh, there was a player, played at a big school. Tape on him was, um, let's say it left a lot to be desired, but he had one game where he had three or four sacks. I can't remember which one it was. And then he goes to the combine, 37 bench reps, runs a four-five-five. 5 His name was Vernon Golston. the old ghost in himself i am reasonably sure that he could have been drafted in the xfl and would have been cut in short order (laughs) i don't know that i have ever in my life seen an nfl player that looked more like he had just wandered onto the field stole a helmet and went out there and started playing he looked like tarzan and played like jane he got manhandled by NFL offensive linemen. Manhandled. I mean, he had arms that were as big as my thighs. It didn't matter. Right. He was just, he is the definition of just because you're athletic does not mean you're going to work in the NFL. Man, I thought for sure we were getting a looks like Tarzan plays like Jane reference there. I, I said that. Did you say that? Did you, would you have a stroke in the middle of that? I, you looked at it and responded to it. <laughs> Yeah, that was, he, he was actually the 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 impetus of that line is is Vernon Golston. Is Vernon Golston? Then uh, we get another. Oddly enough, we have two Maryland guys in the first three picks here, and we have two Raiders. Bruce Campbell. Do you remember Bruce Campbell? Barely. So he was a a a a, a, a fourth. I think they took him in the fourth round. Totally undraftable. There was nothing he had ever done. Mm-hmm that made you think he was going to be a legit player in the NFL. But then, as an offensive lineman, 
He comes out and runs a four seven five. Everybody loses their minds. And I remember we talked there were people talking about him in the first round. To which I laughed aggressively. He played nineteen games in his entire career. Do you know how many sacks he gave up? In nineteen games. Twenty four. You're too low. It's thirty four. Wow. That is a level of horror awful that I cannot even begin to wrap my head around. That that's pretty bad. I had to take uh I had to take Vernon Golston, but from here I'm gonna I'm gonna try to leave the obvious ones to you. The obvious and ones. And I'll go the ones that made me laugh a lot. I love how you go the obvious ones. Well, I mean, I'm the draft nerd. Of, <laughs> I have some that I, uh, this kid shouldn't be drafted in uh, anywhere, anywhere mm-hmm. playing football. And he winds up in the first, second, third round of the NFL. Mm-hmm. I got a doozy coming I'm a, up. I'm, I'm going to take this one all the way back to 1995. Oh, I know who this is. Where there was a man who did great things. Standing six foot four, two hundred and fifty eight pounds, ran a four five eight forty yard dash, thirty eight and a half inch vertical, ten foot five inch broad jump, and a twenty eight in the bench press reps. He also, by the way, scored forty nine out of fifty on the Wonderlick test, which, by the way, means absolutely nothing for anybody that's not a quarterback. Linebacker Mike Mamula. Oh, yeah. 1995 draft going to the Philadelphia Eagles, and he spent six years with the Eagles and never really did anything. Nope. He did have 31 and a half sacks in five years. Now, the only problem with that is that's all he could do. He could only rush a quarterback. That's it. He was the Will McDonald of that draft class. I'm making it sound like I don't like Will McDonald, and I totally do. But mm-hmm. eight is nuts. <laughs> Which, by the way, if he went at eight, it would be the exact same premise. He goes to the combine, blows it out, and people just ignore everything on tape. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then a guy that I got duped by. I got, this should be good. This was 2011, and it's Stephen Paella. Oh, yeah. Stephen Paye. Didn't he throw like 49 reps in the bench press? And you went, this dude, this is the dude. This is the dude. And yeah, no. Yeah, boys and girls, there is a reason that we don't just draft weightlifters uh, when it comes to defensive tackles. (laughs) Because there were times I wasn't actually sure he knew which direction the game was going. Mm Mm-hmm. Stuck around. Man, he was strong. Right. He was taken in the first round by the Chicago Bears as a defensive tackle, and then ended up never playing a full season. In the, I would take that back. He had one full season, played 16 games one time in a seven-year career in the NFL. And again, never really did amount to much. Had one six-sack season. Other than that, he had two, one-and-a-half most years. Just didn't live up to the... 49 bench press reps that he put up at the combine threatening the record. All right, I have two receivers in a row. And I'm not going to lie. It was one of them a jet. Yeah, I knew this guy was going to come up. I, I, I'll, all right, I'll do him first. Stephen Hill. Yeah. Let me give you the uh, the lineage. Wreck of Georgia Tech. Let me give you the lineage of Georgia Tech receivers. We had Calvin Johnson, Megatron, one of the great wide receivers that ever lived. 
and Demarius Thomas, Super Bowl champion, fantastic wide receiver. And then there was Stephen Hill, which if you would like me to draw a word picture for you, this would be the three dragons that you see in memes where two of them look really fierce and angry. And then one of them has its eyes going all googly-eyed frog, and uh, that would be Stephen Hill. He ran a 4.36 at six foot four, and I am reasonably sure that if you had thrown tennis balls at him, he could not have caught them. Mm-hmm. They also took him one spot ahead of Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah, that that worked nice. Uh, my other one was a Jacksonville Jaguar, and I actually have a really funny story about this guy that I under no circumstances could ever tell on the show. His name is Matt Jones. Do you you remember Matt Jones? He played quarterback at Arkansas, Mm -hmm. and he was a gigantic human being. He was 6'6", 235 pounds, and then ran a 4.37 at the combine. There's only one problem. He had never played receiver in his life, and Jacksonville drafted him to be a receiver. Genuinely awful. He did have 15 touchdowns because he was huge. Went 21st in uh, 2005. But, um, and I'm going to paraphrase, paraphrase the story that I know about Matt Jones. Um, you, you know that movie Cocaine Bear? <laughs> I believe that was Matt Jones' original nickname. It always comes so, back to Cocaine Bear. It does. Bear. Greatest movie ever. $25 million first, first week at the box office. Let's go. That's my people. That's the, that's the America I want to live in. Yeah, Matt Matt Jones up. Um, he he liked to party a lot. Yeah, he didn't like to practice, but he did like to party. All right, so you're going Stephen Hill, Matt Jones. Yes. Okay, that leaves me with two selections here at the end, and. You know, I'm going. I'm I'm going Tim Tebow. Yep, Tim he was Tebow, on my list. Tim Tebow has to be on this list. 2010, he went number 25 overall to the Denver Broncos. Look, we know what the guy was in college. He was. I don't know if he's not one. He's one of the greatest college football players of all time. There's no disputing that. Regardless of what you think about the kid, personal or not, he was one of the greatest college players ever. But he was not a first-round draft pick as a quarterback prospect. Should never have been. And then he obviously put up good numbers at the at the combine as a running quarterback who could do all of the things. And then he gets into the NFL and, okay, yeah, he won a playoff game with one, one good throw. Well, I mean, he was built like Hercules, but he played like Bercules. Which is... Bercules? What are you, a cop? Is this a thing? Do I have to look this up? Yeah, it ties out? into Edward Fortyhands. What, what, okay. what Beercules is? Okay. All right. But we knew that the Tim, I mean, you, you should have known that the Tim Tebow thing was not going to work. And then, of course, it's a long, long history of him bouncing around the league, never getting another start at, or a shot at being a starting quarterback in the league. And people to this day still feel like Tim Tebow never got his shot. There was nobody in the NFL that believed he was a starting quarterback other than Josh McDaniels. It was the only one. Mm-hmm. There's nobody else. And my final pick, 
was to one of the fastest runners of the 40 time, John Ross. There you go. John Ross was a bust, but for a very specific reason. He was overdrafted because of how fast he was. Mm -hmm. That's not really what makes him a bust. Because he can't stay healthy? Uh, Because I can't remember the exact number. I think 27 teams didn't even have him on their board because he had a degenerative issue in his knee that there were teams that wouldn't have taken him in the seventh round, Mm -hmm. let alone take him at, what, they him nine? Something like that. That's where that became insane. If you had taken him in the third round, nobody would have really had a problem with it because he did have talent. He also had a knee that basically, from what I've been told, any doctor that ever looked at it would have told you that's going to be a problem. Mm -hmm. I knew you. I mean, you had to take him. Well, yeah. And and I'm glad you did. I mean, he's the all-time record holder for the fastest 40 time at the Combine and then proceeded to have a career where he played 37 games and caught 62 balls. Oh, you left me with two, though. I went a little more deep divey. All right. My honorable mention would be Taylor Mays. Okay. He was a six, three safety that could absolutely fly. The only problem is that he had the football IQ of the uh, can of rain. I'm currently drinking out of could have been the nicest guy on the planet. Did not understand how to play the safety position. Super crazy athletic, but didn't, didn't really translate. I'm going to go with one Mr. Trung candidate. Do you That's remember a blast him? from the past. Oh yeah, that was in 2000. He was the next to last, or he was the last pick of the first round. So this is a team that already had Marshall Falk, and it wasn't. I mean, it wound up being closer to the end, but nobody really knew that. Mike Martz loved him. Then he runs a was that four two eight or something like that. Do you know how many carries he had in his life? No, played three years. He had 600 rushing yards. He had 98 carries. Wow. In in St. Louis. Yeah. He had 98 carries. For a first-round pick, that's borderline unheard of. Right. At that time, a first-round pick running back could do that in five games. He did it in three years. Mm -hmm. Because, yes, he was fast, but he was also little, and he fell down the minute somebody looked at him the wrong way. But, man, he was fun to play with in Madden. And that's all well and good, but that's not going to help out an NFL franchise. So the question is, who gets got? Who gets got by the combine performance this year? I mean, all signs point to it's going to be the Las Vegas Raiders if they're so dead set on taking Anthony Richardson. Well, it's not so much. I mean, and this is just the, the, the reason we want to do this is because it's something to remember as you're watching the combine. If you look at the 10 fastest 40 times of all time, I could I could make a legitimate argument that none of the guys on that list were actually good NFL players. I mean, I think Tariq Willen will be. Mm-hmm. Even Chris Johnson. Oh, CJ6H? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was good for about an hour, and then the league figured him out. As soon as they figured out, oh, just don't let him bounce to the outside. All you have to do is just blister down those ends. And if he has to run between a, a guard, he is absolutely irrelevant league figured that out when he played for my team <laughs> yeah I, I i'm shocked i don't have a bald spot he that had, came from cj6h he had kind of passed his prime at that point right that was his fifth year in the league was it yeah he only did this for a very short period of time i mean i knew that but i felt like 
it was a little longer than just seven years. Yeah, Chris Johnson. I I think he was only in the league for. Hmm. I'll look it up. Mm -hmm. It it was not long at all. Right. I mean, he's only 37 right now. And he hadn't played in. Oh, oh, I forgot about Arizona. He played for three extra years with Arizona. It was awful. He wasn't awful. Was he had he? a thousand yards in three years. Oh, yeah, that's not that good. Was awful. Yeah, that's not. Maybe good. he was awful. Look, I didn't... He was good with the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, he played that. six years with the Titans and then played a year with the Jets. And then had those three fun years in Arizona. Of oh yeah, you're still in the league. <laughs> you shouldn't be, but he averaged three. Uh, I'm doing math. Uh, three point seven yards a carry in Arizona. Good for him. Ugh. Ugh. All right, biggest combine bust. There it is uh, here in the Sportocracy. We'll continue your combine coverage, of course, tomorrow here in the Sportocracy as everything gets ramped up uh, for the big weekend. And Thursday and Friday, we will be on air as the workouts are happening. Two of our favorite days of the year. You got to find you a TV somewhere to get close. Don't worry. That's already been. Aimed. It's already been. Aimed. And now that I have my lovely Pro 4X 2023 Nissan Titan, it will not be hard to get over here either. You're in the sportsocracy, and it is ESPN Asheville. When we come back for the break, the off-season preview for my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. At Ingles, whether we're celebrating Friday night rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the fan fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingles, low prices. Love the savings. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. The Sportsocracy. This is G. Duggaroff, voice of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Fire them cannons. By golly, put more powder in those things. Uh, we're back in the Sportsocracy. Time to talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offseason. No more Tom Brady and your $55 million over the cap. you got to pay $35 million to Tom Brady this year not to play for you because you restructured the contract thusly. He has now filed his retirement paperwork with the league. 
and you're on the hook for that full $35 million. So now you have to take all of the cuts that are coming with that, which means they've already announced that Donovan Smith's probably going to get cut. Can't make it official just yet, but that all signs point to Donovan Smith gone. That'll save them $16 million on the salary cap. They saved another six, I think it was, by cutting loose Leonard Fournette. Or when Leonard Fournette, did, did you hear his quote? Oh, that it was his idea. That he asked for his release. He said, my guy Tom Brady's gone, so it's time for me to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Lenny, I don't anyway. necessarily think your market's going to be as deep as you want it to be. No. Nobody's giving him a decent amount. Two and a half million dollars a year. That's what I'm thinking. That's about what he's worth. Mm-hmm. And those are just the first two cuts. There are other cuts that could come down the line. Um, oh, they're going to come down the line. Oh, of course. The question is, are you going to be able to keep either Jamel Dean or Levante David, who are both top 10 free agents in this class? No, sir. And I would agree. No. I would agree. The Levante David run, it was fun while it lasted, but it has come to an end. He wants to stay in Tampa Bay, but I don't think he's going to be, you know, he's, what, 31? Something um, like that. Thing of that nature. He's got a few more years left. He's 33. He's 33. Okay. He's got a few more years left. He's still got some gas in the tank. He's still one of the uh, one of the best co- coverage linebackers in the NFL. And now you're going to have to see him part. I was just having this discussion with my dad earlier today of, you know, it's going to be weird. But we went through this with Sapp. We went through this with Lynch. We've gone through this with so many players in the past. Not everybody can spend their entire career with one team. It's going to be weird to see that happen, but it's a necessity. You no longer have a championship window as much as you want to believe that you do. And now you have to make some decisions. So do you do you try to get a quarterback in the draft? Or do you try to get a quarterback in free agency? Or do you just roll with Kyle Trask? see what happens or you do what outkick just opined of you've got kyle trask you give him a little competition in the form of blaine gabbert baker mayfield oh god stop that i don't ask for much (laughs) i am a simple man blaine gabbert but baker mayfield baker mayfield to the tampa bay buccaneers would make me so of course it would because you enjoy my sadness yeah because you thoroughly enjoyed mine uh and you enjoyed rubbing your success in my face which means in these dark ages uh, i'm going to have just a (laughs) just a great deal of fun right i've been living on the fafo scale for a while so what do you see tampa doing what is what is the a number one must have in the off season you're not gonna like my answer okay blow it up i I mean you you got two options here and i've watched teams do both of these things name me the young players that you that you feel really good about well devin white um do you though Mm -hmm. do you really though yeah i know i'm I'm not really concerned that he's not a good coverage linebacker he's He's been good at all the other things he's never had a really high level year he has stretches. In the Super Bowl year, he had a four-game stretch where he was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's a bust at this point. I, because I can't believe he's not any better than he is. He's so unbelievably athletic. Mm-hmm. But there's so many lapses and just really bad tape. Mm-hmm. This past year was not a banner year. 
I got to one. Antoine Winfield. That's it. I do not feel good about another young player you have. Tristan Wirfs, he's a right tackle, mm-hmm. who may end up having to play left tackle now. And I never liked him on that side. That was the reason I had him behind Mackay Becton, behind uh, – there was another one in that class. I can't remember who it was. I had him behind them all mm-hmm. because I felt like he was shoehorned to play in right tackle. So you've got Mike Evans, who is – Jedrick Wills, I think was the one Jedrick Wills, who I didn't love either. But you got Mike Evans that's coming up on 30. How long do you think he's going to be going to enjoy the Kyle Trask, Blaine Gabbert, Baker Mayfield roulette wheel? Chris Godwin, same thing. Mm-hmm. It's death by a thousand paper cuts. And the, the uh, Tampa Tribune put out a, a a big. Well, this is how we can get under the cap and still actually be active in free agency. All you're doing is kicking this can down the road. Mm-hmm. You restru- because it was restructuring Vita Vea and and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. The thing about restructures, they're like refinances on your mortgage. Yeah, you can do it. And it'll give you a nice little relief right now. Mm-hmm. But it comes at a cost. And I, I just don't see a path for Tampa Bay to be competitive at any point in the next three years. Right. I mean, I think you're a five-win football team for the next three years. And that's the cost of of going as all in as I have seen a team go in a long time. You had to know it was coming. Yeah. So now the thing that would bother me if I were you, and I'm not, I'm really not trying to squeeze lemon into this wound. The thing that would bother me, you don't draft well. Just in large parts, you do not draft well. You hit about one guy a year. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to hit that. That percentage is going to have to get aggressively higher. When you hit a home run, you hit a home run. Mm-hmm. Winfield is a home run. Mm-hmm. He also plays a position that's not super valuable. You've got two good receivers. Never been able to add a left tackle. Had to go chase the center in free agency. Mm-hmm. Edge rusher has been inconsistent. Remember that thing I said about Joe Tryon, Choyanka? He's starting to see maybe what I was talking about. <laughs> but, I mean, they're still fine. valuable assets. You just have to – it, it, you're catching $35 million on Tom Brady for absolutely nothing. So this is the year to offload all those deals and just be bad. Catch it in a year. If Mike Evans wants out, let him out. I, I know there's going to be dead cap hits, and teams never do this because, well, the fans won't buy tickets. A, that does not matter. B, they they will if you're good. And your quickest route to doing that is just by blowing it up. Mm-hmm. So my hope for you, at least, because secretly, I, you know, I don't want you to just be terrible. I would like you to experience a year of just pure pain and sadness. Because I haven't had enough of that over the yeah, know, but I didn't get to experience that. Forty See, the, years, the three the 40 years, years been, that I've been a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, yeah, I've the, never seen that happen. Yeah, but I didn't get to see you see it happen. Oh, okay. So I had to deal with the Brady years. You get to, this is the, the, this is the wiffle ball bat. Oh, okay? Come on, we had fun with Jameis Winston in his thirty for thirty year and all oh, of that. Yeah. I mean, that was. Oh, that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. That was a long time ago. I needed another one of those. <laughs> it's got to come back. It's only been three years since you guys were dog water. But, but my fear is that you're going to find some way to cobble this together with uh, whether it's Jimmy Garoppolo or whoever you find that will take the money, Geno Smith, and you're just going to push this down the road mm-hmm. and you're never going to be competitive. Could you make the back end of the playoffs that way? Sure, and you will get annihilated by the high-end teams in this conference, which there's not a ton of. So, I mean, I I would at least get the idea 
of if we can stay competitive. The NFC is so far down that maybe we could sneak a playoff win. Right. It's the best you could ever hope for. Right. Is it, to me, the question is, is it worth it to chase division championships? Because at this point, this is the only thing you're chasing. This is the primary team in the NFL, number one with a bullet. They should be looking at that quarterback class next year going, that's all I care about. Absolutely. I want to be awful. And if and you go to Mike Evans, you go to Chris Godwin, go, look, you're the two we're, we're holding on to. Everything else is not nailed to the ground, could possibly not be here in a year. But in one year, we're going to pick in the top three, and one of those two guys is going to come be your quarterback, and you're set for the next five years. Mm-hmm. So that, that would be my path, whether they go that way or not. I don't know. You are in the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Quick break. The madness starts this week. It's college basketball tournament week on News Radio 570, WWNC, and ESPN Asheville. We get it started Friday at 1130 on ESPN Asheville with the Bulldogs opening game in the Big South Tournament from Charlotte. The Southern Conference Tournament gets rolling on Saturday on ESPN Asheville with quarterfinal action and continuing on News Radio 570, WWNC through Sunday. So tune in this weekend to catch all the action. Our Big South and SoCon tournament coverage is brought to you by Ingalls Markets. Low price love the savings running a small business is no small task at home trust bank we work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring your dreams are our business and we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future dependable guidance you need and service you'll appreciate at home trust bank we take your small business banking personally visit your local home trust branch or anytime at htb.com. Member FDIC. Did you know that Ingles sells more organics than any other grocery store? Or that they run their own dairy? Or that they only serve USDA choice and pride meat? Or that they donate 3,956 meals a day to local food banks? Well, now you do. It's all in the bag. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. We are back in the sportsocracy in the Ingalls studio on ESPN Asheville, and it's time for the most important message of the day. Don't do crimes. Crimes were done in New York. Who's shocked? Uh, no one. No one. No one ever. Early this morning is when this took place, where a man is in trouble because, well, he 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 took a window of opportunity. You know, when opportunity knocks. This man said, I shall not let it pass. He said, hey, hi, hey, Duran. So this guy who has been charged uh, is, he's 43 years old, and he was, for some reason, at the JFK airport around 2 o'clock this morning. He was walking through the parking lot, which, look, I don't have a whole lot of experience with major airport parking lots okay oh i do but i have driven through the hartsfield jackson international airport parking lot in atlanta and that is a friggin' nightmare uh basically anything that has to do with the atlanta airport is uh, is the kind of thing that haunts my nightmare now jfk 
I think is probably a little bigger. I've never had an issue with any airport in New York. Really? Nope. JFK, LaGuardia, I just right through them every okay. time. All right, all right. There are two that are Atlanta, uh, oh, well, three. Atlanta, O'Hare, and Dallas. Mm-hmm. Nightmares. Been awful every time I've ever had to go through them. Okay. Well, outside of the JFK airport, lot 12 at the Queens Hub, shortly before 2 a.m., this man was walking by and he saw an American Airlines bus and nobody was in it. The door was open and it was running. So he did what you have to do when you see an opportunity like this. He got in the bus and he took off. The guy took off, and I don't know how long it was before it got reported to the police, but the guy made it all the way down the uh, Grand Central Parkway into Manhattan, then drove southbound on the FDR until he was eventually caught at the Cadman Plaza West at Middall Street. I had to pull it up on a map. There's only about 20 miles total. Drive time in new york is about an hour and a half for this two o'clock in the morning obviously that's not gonna it's not gonna be that long of a trip but i can't imagine it's just in and out like nope with <laughs> just two o'clock I in the morning we made it easy it one side of the town to the other in 20 minutes yeah i don't care what time of day it is in new york nothing is quick the guy made it 20 something miles before he was finally pulled over and charged the charges are pending um his name was not immediately released but he does apparently have a lengthy criminal history who's shocked by that although interestingly enough no grand theft on that uh on that on that history so he's branching out into new territory which is this is not the way you want to do that no my story comes from saginaw michigan and i have to give credit to one mr kelvin joiner who put this in our discord server and I, I I had another story, but I can tell that one tomorrow because this is hilarious. 34-year-old man in Michigan, he felt a crime had been committed in his house. Okay. And so he did the only thing that a good citizen would do, called 911. Mm-hmm. So police responded to his home in the 2100 block of Brockway Street. This was at 8 a.m. That is an important facet of this story okay 8 a.m police come to the house knock on the door he opens the door 34 year old man 24 year old woman there has been no altercation between these two but there has been a dispute okay the man claims that he paid this 24 year old woman ten dollars which is to me the funniest part of the story for a act of an adult nature okay and she had refused to perform it. And he wanted the police to make her give his money back. <laughs> uh, she owes me 10 bucks. They went, Oink. So what you're saying is that you paid someone else for a hum-num thing. <clears throat> a thing. A and hum-num? I've never called it, I, I, called it that before, but okay. He paid, he paid somebody for a... <clears throat> a thing that you shouldn't have well that is prostitution and so the man was arrested and charged with soliciting a prostitute okay and accosting a prostitute which apparently in michigan is 
that has its own crime. The woman was charged with prostitution. Both were out on bond for prior offenses. Mm -hmm. So they had been brought back in because they committed new crimes, and now they're both being detained with no bond. Wow. So here's a, you know, this is, I, I feel like we do a story like this about once a month. If you do crimes and the person that you attempted to do crimes with does not want to do crimes, you probably shouldn't call the cops. But but she stole my but money. Could you get I gave her two fives. <laughs> right. And I'm gonna require those back. You called the cops for ten bucks. Like at that point, just go, oh, okay, go buy got, you a pack of smokes, huh? Yeah. We'll we'll call it even. We'll we'll call it a day. Although maybe in Michigan smokes are more than that now. Just want to know a hug? Like what did the world? I, I'm going down a rabbit hole. Be a okay. hug of a certain. Kind. I have never. I I have personally never. That's just okay. I live by a simple mantra: don't do crimes. That is crimes. You're in the sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. Our off-season fantasy or it's fantasy. It's not fantasy time yet, although <laughs> it should be. Free agency period is what I was looking for there. Um, it's got to go one more page in the mental dictionary. The uh, free agency period getting underway here, and we've talked about every position group except for de de defensive tackles. You got 14 more minutes. I I'm trying to hold it together maybe, here. May maybe take you a swig of coffee, see if you can get through the end of this, because we're headed down a path here that's... Yep, better now. There we Free go. Free agency defensive tackles. How do you rank them? Uh, Javon Hargrave is one, two, and four. Uh, and I'm not sure that Philadelphia's going to be able to bring him back. They're going to have to make choices because they have so many free agents. Mm -hmm. Eight of their 11 defensive starters are heading into free agency. But do you, I mean, is Javon Hargrave not a guy that you franchise tag? No. No. I, I, I don't. I don't think you do. I mean, it's it's the more I've thought about it, it's it's less ridiculous than I thought it was when you said it. I, I mean, to me, he's one of those that you franchise tag and then hope you can get a deal. I, it's not the worst idea, right? Like I'm not going to lose him on the on the open market because he will get Nanner's money. Oh, it would be it would be ridiculous, right? I mean, I mean, he's only 30 years old. Cleveland Browns throw him whatever. The Chicago Bears. The Bears have been the team I've had penciled in on Javon Hargrave. I mean, because they're going to spend money on somebody, mm -hmm. and it's going to be 130 percent of market to get them to come play in Chicago. So I mean, if he hits the open market, he will be the big free agent signing of the offseason. But it doesn't really stop there. I mean, you got Fletcher Cox, mm -hmm. who yeah, he's 32, but I think he's got uh, you know. A, few more years of good football in him i would be stunned if it was in philadelphia i mean they had a separating of ways that, that was headed last year and then they they reconciled for this yeah. year made the run of the super bowl uh dalvin tomlinson from minnesota it bothers me that he's played for as many teams as he has he seems to bounce around this league which is unsettling and then you get into david onyamata of which he's not a, a household name, but he is Saints fans that are in our YouTube chat because they are every day, uh, and we love them for it. We'll comment on he's a talented player. He doesn't get the the high-end respect that he deserves because there's so many players on that defense that get it over him. But, I mean, defensive tackle's pretty deep. It's a pretty deep position. Mm -hmm. It just had Michael Brockers added to it when he was released by the Detroit Lions. 
Would not be shocked if if you saw a reunion in uh, L.A. for him. Does he still have gas left in the tank? He's thirty two years old. He's thirty two. He, he's lived hurt. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's been that's been a big knock on him, right? Uh, and then you have the Jerry Tilleries and Taven Bryan. Who I'm just dumbfounded. He's as young as he is. I feel like Jacksonville took Taven Bryan like fifteen years ago. Somehow he's twenty seven years old. <laughs> Is this one of those that grades on your nerves? Is that what well, you're saying? Well, I, I've never been able to figure out how in the world did anybody look at him and go, yeah, that'll be great. Let's do that. You're trying to shade off uh, Sheldon Rankin so nobody else jumps on him. You want him back with your New York Jets? I think he's coming back. He, he just fits in that he, he fits in that scheme so well, and there's not really necessarily a fit for him in that system anywhere else, unless he wound up in Houston, which I don't necessarily think that's what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. He and Quinn and Williams playing next to each other was very productive. And I think there will be a reunion there, but it's entirely possible that there's not. Well, the defensive tackle free agency market did take a hit when the Washington Commanders decided to franchise tag to Ron Payne. And taking you had a big to. Oh, of course you did. But it took a big name off of the off of the board for teams that are gonna be in that market, so the price just went up for everybody else. Well, I mean, there was nobody that saw that move and was more. If you're not a Washington Commander fan, the next most excited person on the planet was Javon Hargrave, who went, Yay! Yay! Now everyone will call me. Deron Payne gets the franchise tag. They're going to pay him $18.9 million for the upcoming season. Hopefully, get a long term contract. They'll, you just couldn't split up that offense, that defensive line. No, that defensive I mean, that's, line is incredible. Well, I mean, because that's how the team's built. And, and with Philadelphia, I, I'll be really honest with you. You asked me about Javon Hargrave. Mm-hmm. If Jonathan Gannon was still there, I would say there was more of a likelihood they would franchise Javon Hargrave. I'm not sure that defense is going to look exactly the same. And Chauncey Gardner-Johnson taking shots at him on Twitter probably didn't help his cause to come back. Yeah. Did you see what I'm talking about? No. Uh, Gannett had said something about uh, there was an interview in Arizona of what went wrong in the Super Bowl, and he was trying to calm the fears of Arizona because the last time a coordinator had been hired going into the Super Bowl and got his defense just got annihilated, it was Pat Matricia. Mm-hmm. And so apparently there was a, what's different about you? And he said, well, we just, we, we, we failed to make some plays. And Chauncey Gardner Johnson was not having it. Well, you didn't put us in a position to make plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can blame us all you want to, but there was a whole lot of problem with you. So blaming the scheme and not the execution. Shocker I mean, that a player would do that. Uh, doing it out loud is a bad idea yeah and doing it when you're sitting around with your buddies that's one thing another it's a complete another when you're going into free agency that's that's, that's the one bad look. that's the one that gets me like you're going to be on the market and you think other teams are going to look at that and go yeah we want that guy because he's just going to blame us when it goes wrong you're in the sportsocracy it is espn Asheville. we'll be back to close it out on a wednesday next when I finally drove the old car into the grave, I knew there was only one place I was going to go. Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan. And yes, they treat you like family. I went in, told them what I was looking for, told them my budget, and in no time, I was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle. 
They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report, so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Make sure you're at the Harris Cherokee Center Asheville March the 2nd through the 6th for the 2023 Ingles SoCon Basketball Championships. Experience fun for the whole family as your favorite teams compete for the championship and a berth in the NCAA tournament. While you're there, visit the Ingles Fan Zone at the tournament for lots of fun, games, prizes, and more. The 2023 Ingles SoCon Basketball Championships. For more information, visit SoConHoops.com. That's SoConHoops.com. It is the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville, and the Carolina Panthers are one of those teams in the offseason that has to make a decision on a quarterback. Right now, you you have one quarterback under contract for next year, and it's Matt Corral. So what are you going to do? Are you going to bring back Sam Darnold? It, it, that would be my assumption. Or, or are you going to spend money? And are you going to go out and get one of these veterans, <clears throat> Derek Carr? To me, Derek Carr, I think, should be the path the Carolina Panthers need to go down. If they want to seize the NFC South and build something for the future, this is the best veteran quarterback that Frank Wright could hope for. Oh, well, he's tired of having the revolving door of veteran quarterbacks. Okay, well, he had, I mean, Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz, and then Matt Ryan. Derek Carr is head and shoulders above all of those guys. Derek Carr gets a lot of hate, and I I just don't really understand it. In the last five years, do, do you know what the worst he's finished in QBR is? 13. 14. Twice. Never been better than 10th. But the thing I don't understand with Carolina is they're basically coming out and saying we're not going to pay him $40 million. Well, then you're not going to sign him. No. Because the Jets will. The Jets will, the Saints will. So I, I feel like the meeting with him tells me that some of the stories we've heard are a little bit of smoke, but they are still going to want him at 35. I mean, and I'll go ahead and tell you, if if I can get Derek Carr for $35 million, yeah, not even for any of these it. teams, I don't care who it is. Yeah, not even Is he it. great? No. Is he better than anybody else you could feasibly attain this year would be? Yes. Mm-hmm. Derek Carr met with the Carolina Panthers yesterday in Indianapolis as the combine opens up. David Tepper was in the room for the meeting, so that might give you a sign that they want to sign him. Hopefully they do. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. We'll join you again tomorrow from the Ingalls studio at 3 o'clock.